Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Let the campaigning begin! Well, kind of. It's already started. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, I am of the belief that you typically do not get excited about a washed-up professional athlete changing teams. This is not something that creates a lot of joy in your life, right? Typically, who cares, right? But it does seem that in the wacky, wild world of the National Basketball Association offseason, that this does matter. It does matter. When washed-up players change teams. Now, this continues to be the revolving world of Carmelo Anthony. It's it's 30 days of Carmelo is what it is. Every day, a little Carmelo for you, a little Carmelo for you, a little Carmelo for you. 
So I don't know if you've heard the latest here, and I don't blame you if you haven't. Maybe we were stuck in a dust storm or something like that. You might have missed it. It is now supposedly a three-team race. Down the stretch we come. You've got the Rockettes, the LeBrons, and the Heat all trying to get the services of Carmelo Anthony. And don't forget the mystery team. I always love the mystery team. I pull for the mystery team. I would like to see the mystery team get in there other than the Rockettes, the LeBrons, and the Miami Heat. Uh, we are told, though, the Rockets in particular, the word, the buzzword, quote, determined, unquote, was used, that Houston is determined to land Carmelo Anthony when he officially becomes a free agent. I am free from Oklahoma. It's going to happen supposedly before you know. In fact, maybe tomorrow you'll wake up and Carmelo will be free. It might happen next week. But it's going to happen. Carmelo Anthony's going to leave Oklahoma City. And so this comes after the Rockets have lost out on Trevor Ariza. Who cares about him? He sucked in that game seven. He goes to the Suns. No loss there. The real loss for the Rockets. How about Luke Bahamute? Going to the Clippers. What a steal for the Los Angeles Clippers to get Luke Buamate. Uh, amazing pickup here. Never heard of him. Well, he's a former Clipper. He went to the Rockets. He's a glue guy. He does the dirty work that other players like James Harden and uh, Chris Paul, it's below them to do that. He's a meat and potatoes ball player, Luke Bahamute, and he's now a Clipper. Back with the Clippers. What a way to pillage the Houston Rockets. And, and, and the Rockets are devastated. They're so devastated that they're – now cranking up their efforts to acquire Carmelo Anthony. And uh, the speculation, if you go by the odds, you can bet on all this stuff. It does appear the Rockettes are the favorites to land Carmelo Anthony. Now, we talked yesterday about the Laker perspective with Carmelo Anthony, but today it's about the Rockets. So let's discuss the question. What do you make now of the Rockets' apparent full-court press on Melo? Uh, my thoughts on this, you've got puzzling, the wet blanket, and the misadventures. And we will attempt to link all of this together for you. And we'll tie it into a nice package and we'll deliver it to you next day. Now, the first thing that comes up, from an organizational standpoint, any team that does business with Carmelo Anthony, I find puzzling. But the Rockets in particular... I understand the dysfunction with the Lakers. They're just, they've sold out. They're letting LeBron James do everything here. And so whatever LeBron wants, the Lakers will do, right? They've given up. They have, they, they tried to put a team together that was competitive. They failed, right? They had number two pick after number two pick. Fail, fail, fail. So they finally just raised the white flag, gave LeBron James ultimate power to do what everyone. I get that. I understand that. But the Rockets, especially a guy like Mike D'Antoni, Right, a proud Italian man, Mike D'Antoni, who experienced the poison of Carmelo Anthony firsthand when he coached the Knickerbockers, and he's going to sign up for that again? Um, did he did he have amnesia from his time in New York when he coached Carmelo Anthony? What the hell is that about? Explain that to me. Uh, then you've got Daryl Morey, the Rockets general manager, who likes to position himself as the smartest guy in the room and goes to these nerd conventions about sports analytics and is treated like Gandhi. Uh, he is just beloved. What the hell is he doing? here? This is out of character. Flirting with Carmelo Anthony would be the equivalent 
if you were a street performer of pulling out the pins on about seven or eight hand grenades and juggling the hand grenades just to see what happened. See how long you can juggle before one of them goes kaboom. Uh, That's what you're doing when you do business with Carmelo Anthony. Uh, It makes no sense. You know how this is going to end. It is a precarious road to travel down, and it would appear that Chris Paul, he is the evil one in all this. Chris Paul has gained so much influence for getting hurt at the time you can't get hurt when you knew he was going to get hurt, that Chris Paul's got so much muscle now that he is the one that is mesmerizing the Rockettes to to make this full-court press for Carmelo Anthony. It's all part of the banana boat brotherhood. Uh, they are united as one here, and you just look at the fact that Carmelo, the diminishing returns. It's not just last year. People say, "Well, it was just it was an aberration. He was in Oklahoma last year, and he wasn't the guy." Even the last several years with the Knickerbockers, it was the law of diminishing returns that that were in play here. So it's it's all very puzzling. Now the second thing here, Carmelo Anthony, I would argue the most predictable player. In the NBA. Tell me I'm wrong on that, right? He's got the the dubious reputation that's followed him around from team to team to team. Carmelo is, is not aging gracefully. He's Even though he's mathematically not ridiculously long in the tooth, you you look at him, he's not, he's not aging gracefully. As I said, he's in the twilight. It would appear of his basketball career, the talent at this point is limited. He certainly has never made teammates better. He's complacent on defense, which is a politically correct way of saying lazy as all get out. Uh, And out of shape often, right? You have the Carmelo body, which is very similar to the dad body. The Carmelo body and the dad body are one and the same, right? Uh, Lackadaisical approach. I can go on here. He's infected many a locker room. Uh, this would be the greatest gift. Forget DeMarcus Cousins getting healthy for the Golden State Warriors. The greatest mitzvah for the Golden State Warriors would be putting Carmelo Anthony like a can of illness in the raucous locker room, right? Attack them from within. Uh, the, the only real credible threat to the Golden State Warriors, the Rockets, uh, I mean, there's just no determination. There's a lack of ambition there. And... If you were to sum up Carmelo Anthony's demeanor in two words, you know what those two words would be? Don't care. Very similar. He reminds me of the Jay Cutler of basketball. We rant about Jay Cutler, the body language like a wet blanket, the eyes rolling, the slouching shoulders, the arms crossed, the sluggish approach, all the things you're not supposed to do at the time you're not supposed to do it. Uh, yes, that's it's a big wet blanket is what it is. Now, the last thing. You talk about the the changes, you know, every day there's a new angle to this. Uh, It is stunning that Carmelo Anthony is days away from, it would appear, hornswoggling another NBA team. You know, you you got the Nuggets, fine. You figure, well, he's going to be great coming out of Syracuse. That didn't work out so well. Then the Knicks signed up for Carmelo Anthony. But you say, well, just a change of scenery. The the first turning point in the – the downfall was when Phil Jackson, clearly smoking some bad ganja, decided to sign Carmelo Anthony to the extension. Uh, we would think of the advice of James Dolan, but maybe that was just Phil has to own that. 
I mean, that was a stunning turn of events in itself. And it goes to show you, right, this goes to show you that even when you reach a powerful position, we, it was, we put this, this great amount of stock and influence in these people that get to make decisions on who plays on a, a sports team, it doesn't mean you're all that smart, right? Because somebody's going to sign up for Carmelo Anthony. Uh, the Rockets, the LeBrons, the Heat, uh, apparently they're all completely oblivious to the mellow package, but it's not bad for us. I have to look at this as a selfish, gas bag, blowhard talk show host. I look for content here. This is good, right? As, as Carmelo ends up on a team that's mildly relevant, we get to enjoy the mellow misadventures and mayhem, which are going to happen, and you know they're going to happen, and we get to, to get the big bucket of popcorn with a little butter on top, and we sit back, we enjoy. That's what we get to do. Sooner or later, the implosion is going to happen. It's going to take place. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. On Fox, if you would like to be part, we will open up the numbers here. 877-996-6369. We are also available on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That is at Ben Maller, and you can be part of the festivities, we say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia, Eddie. Uh, I started a well, I didn't start it, but I joined a movement. Oh, re- oh I, really? I, I don't usually join movements because I don't believe in that. But it's it's an online movement, Eddie. Okay. And it's a, an anti-vegan position that <laughs> I have taken. I could see you the, getting uh, behind that. The uh, vegans are trying to take over the oh, Costco. Costco. Oh, food I saw court. this. Yes, and uh, I thought it was. A, I thought at first, well, maybe this is just fake news. This is not real. Turns out, Eddie, that's absolutely true. It's attack on my Polish heritage. The horror. Uh, the the great Polish dog. The one. Now, I'm not usually a Polish dog guy, but I'm supporting the rights of those that appreciate Polish dogs. I understand. Uh, I'm a traditional hot dog guy. The all beef dog. And that is not being uh, changed in any way. Uh, the traditional Yet. hot dog is, but it's the boiling frog. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. It's yep. the boiling frog, right? You get rid of the Polish dog, you sell some vegan crap, uh, and then eventually, and down the line, a year or two, it's like, well, we've decided the hot dog's not healthy for you, so we are going to, uh, we're going to force you to, if you go to the Costco food court, which I consider Holy, holy Land, uh, you're going to have to buy something else. It's just not right, Eddie. It's not right. I don't know. They're getting some bad advice. I've always supported Costco. I love Costco. I go there a lot. Uh, I can't support this. I'm I'm taking an anti-Costco position. I am furious, and uh, and I'm thinking about boycotting Costco. Well, that is a drastic step uh, coming from you. You and I disagree from time to time. On this, we are uh, completely in agreement. This is an outrage. I will join you in the march on Costco Thank if necessary. What's well, right now? It's an online march, which I'm okay, okay. with. Okay, it doesn't affect my work. Sure. I can send out some negative tweets. Uh, I can absolutely do that. Well, but, include me in the tweets. But, but to that. boycott the whole store. Well, let me explain something cool. Drastic. Hold on a second. I mean, the, maybe just the food court. What's the first rule of business? Know thy customer. Thy customer does not want to be shoved down with veganism and health options. You don't go to the Costco food court to live a healthy lifestyle. Well, so just you boycott don't. the food court. You're punishing yourself cool. if you boycott. Part of the full Costco experience 
You know, some guys go for the girlfriend experience. I go for the Costco experience. When you go to Costco, you go to the food court. It's part of the experience when you go to Costco. They're robbing me of this. I don't like it. Now, you know what they're going to do? They're going to have only healthy samples. You know those little those stands with that? No. Yes, they, they'll have only salads They and promised vegetables. they were never getting rid of the $1.50 dog and soda. Yeah. That's what they say now, Coop. Yeah. Coop, don't fall for this. Is it's the a beginning trap. of that Polish it's sausage, a, man. It's the Roach Motel comeback. It's back. They, they get you. They get you in there. They glue you, and you can't move. You're a prisoner because it starts with the Polish dog. And they got this uh, this bowl thing, this health bowl they added. Fruit. It's Who wants to eat that? Tell me one man, woman, or child that wants to eat that. It's ridiculous. Nobody that works on this show, I know that. It's not. It's not right. And apparently it started in Hawaii. Let me tell you something. I love Hawaii. I got married in Hawaii. They have the worst food of any state I've been to in Hawaii. The food sucks. Okay? It's terrible. It's, it's disgusting, the food they serve. Uh, nobody wants healthier in Vig. Doesn't They don't want it. All right? If you're going to do something like this, you leave the menu the way it is, the integrity of the Costco menu, and you then add to it, and then when no one buys your crappy, healthy items, you can then get rid of them. They also got, in my local Costco, Eddie, they got rid of the barbecue beef sandwich, which I didn't go for very often because I found it a little pricey, but good sandwich. All right? They got rid of that, too. But that wasn't enough to get you to boycott Costco. No, because no, it wasn't my is... go-to. You know, I'm a traditionalist. I go for the hot dog and the pizza, yeah. but my brothers and sisters that like the Polish dog, I support that. I'm not against that. But uh, these, these bowls, what is this called? The What's the name of the bowl thing? There, I, I don't have it in front of me here. The uh, Aki Bowl? or Aki, Acai. Is that how it's pronounced? I think so. Acai Fruit Bowl? The hell is that? Who, that's like a that's a crap bowl game, is what that is. The Akai Fruit Bowl. It's ridiculous. Organic burgers. The <laughs> let me tell you about organic. All right, it's a scam word. Organic. All right, I fight my wife on this all the time. We go shopping. Oh, it's got organic. I gotta buy. No, it's a scam. It's like bottled water. All right, it's also a scam. <sighs> I have a confession to make. Yes. Oh, no. I've had the fruit bowl. Cool. Were you stoned at the time? No, he wouldn't go for the fruit bowl if he was stoned. Well, He'd you make some, sometimes when you're in an, an cool. altered state, no. you make bad decisions. He'd buy the $10 pizzas when he would buy at Costco. That well, okay, be- look, technically I didn't buy it. I bought something different and a friend of mine had it and then couldn't finish it. So, of course, I finished it. So, I've tried it. and it's oh, God, actually, man. It's, it's, cool. pretty, it's cool. pretty good. Turn his mic off. <laughs> Turn his mic off, Roberto. Don't allow him to speak again. Don't need this pro Costco thing. And the people that run the social media accounts at Costco, they made they uh, they lock their account, Eddie. They're getting so much negative feedback. Bunch of weasels. Cowards. Yeah, exactly. Cowards. It's a good word. I like that. Right, we'll take your phone calls. If you would like to be part, the number 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That is at Ben Mather. You can be part of the festivities. Well, it was a big day in the political theater, and sure enough, it became a big day in the sporting world as well. A SCOTUS-related sports firestorm we will discuss. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Research has shown you get even more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s. You can message the voices in the night. By following Ben on Twitter, he is at Ben Maller. 
And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Little taste. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. So a, a firestorm, we'll get to that later in the hour. It has been dragged into the sports world. It has spread. And I don't believe there's any putting out this fire. Boston Dave writes and he says, guys, the boiling frog analogy does not apply to the Costco story. There is no evidence that all people can live off vegan diets. A place will not stop selling meat for health reasons. They're just adding options. Boston Dave, don't fall for the trap, Boston Dave. I'm trying to warn you. Uh, This guy writes and he says, how are you from Los Angeles with your food views? Well, I was raised properly. I was raised in a bubble. All right, surrounded by vegans and health nuts, and I, I was raised on meat and potatoes. That's what I was raised on. Don't uh, fall for the uh, the stereotypes. There are plenty of fat meat eaters here in California. Yes, they're hidden amongst the health nuts. And I, I learned at a very early age the most healthy diet in the world, the person that eats only leafy greens and avoids all the fried foods is going to end up in the same place at the end the person that eats all the fried foods. Uh, so why, why not enjoy the journey, right? Why not enjoy the journey? Do I really want to have a healthy corpse when I'm dead? I mean, come on, please. All right. Uh, Justin's uh, ripping Coop for agreeing with Costco's uh, position here, eliminating the Polish dog. He takes a shot at Coop loop for that. Uh, people uh, joining the campaign here, a lot of positive feedback, and you can join in at Ben Maller. That is at Ben Maller. On Twitter, Blind Scott says he's tried to live off of a vegan diet. It is too hard, he uh, points out. Uh, that is correct. Uh, <laughs> Edward says his safe word is pinnacle pineapple. That's it. He, uh, he points that out. Okay. Uh, uh, now, Sean says the, uh, the the bowl, which Coop, how did you pronounce it, Coop? I don't remember. It's, he says it's Asahi bowl. Really? Is that how you pronounce it? That doesn't yeah, sound that right. Yeah, that sounds right. Asahi bowl? Interesting. It's from Brazil. Oh, God. Yeah. Damn Brazilians, man. Just keep it in Brazil. We're good. We don't need it. We had the Polish dog. Eugene in Chicago says, Big Ben revelation, Hawaiian food sucks. Uh, it does. Paul says, the Hawaiian food take is one of your worst mallard. No, it's not. I got married in Hawaii. My wife has dragged me back to Hawaii multiple times. Last time, no air conditioning. Uh, it, was, it was hell. Uh, humidity, uh, in, intense heat nonstop, no air conditioning. It was a nightmare. Uh, the food sucks. It does. Isn't the Poke Bowl a Hawaiian craze? Oh, the, yeah, those are popping up around uh, the L.A. area. Yeah. Those, you, that's like just seafood, right? Isn't that seafood? Stuff? Something like that, yeah. Who wants that? Yeah. I mean, what meat. Exactly. We don't need that. It's disgusting. It's just terrible. All right, to the phones we go. Let's say hello to Z, who's in Vegas on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Z. Hello, Ben Maller. How are you? Z, if I was any better, I'd be sitting at a sports book in Vegas losing my money, but I'm not. Well, you know, you're sitting where I'm sitting in Vegas because we had a thunderstorm come through. I lost the power. I've been sitting in the dark. Oh, I see. The air conditioning for three hours. Well, that's bad the news. Old... That's bad news for you, but it's good for me because you can't sleep, so you're listening to the radio. So I gained well, a listener. The, see that? The cell phones. That's the cell phones. The only thing in the house that's working. Nice. All right. <laughs> We'd like to thank the power company. That was intentional to increase our listenership in the Las Vegas area. So thank you. Anyway, um, 
Carmelo and the Rockets, man, it's just not that it's not that strange. It's not that big a deal. The strange thing would be if they didn't go after him. First of all, I mean, Morey has uh, Mr. Analytics there has had a thing for Carmelo for years. They went after him huge during the free agency things. Every time there have been trade rumors and stuff, it's always come up. He's always fit whatever that black box of analytics is. But yeah. Carmelo's been a player that they yeah. wanted there yeah. for a long time. Well, Daryl Morey, he's going to end up losing his job, tying himself to Carmelo Anthony. Do you really well, want to? Do you really want to die on that cross, the Carmelo Anthony cross? Is that where you want to die on that mountain? Come on. Well, I th- I think if they'd given him max money and they'd done what the Knicks did and everything else like that, that probably would have already happened. But now, what's going on? You got an old Carmelo. He all he can do is play a role. They need a wing. Play a role. He stands they... off to the side and shoots jump shots. That's his role. You can get anybody. Fight. Oh. You just defined Daryl Morey's needs no, right now. No, no. He lost reason. He needs a guy that sits off to the side. No, but the difference shots. is when he's not shooting the jump shots, he's sucking these other players in this lackadaisical attitude, which Carmelo loves. He it brainwashes them. Not at this price. Not at this age. Yes, no. Player. No, you do not understand the powers of Carmelo Anthony and his influence. He's beloved in NBA locker rooms. They love the fact that guys made a gazillion dollars by being a slug. They love it. Well, they lost Ariza. They need a wing. They're going to go get a wing. You got a better idea? Yes. <laughs> Better idea, go to Europe and sign some Euro I've never heard of. At least he'll play hard. How about that? (laughs) All right. Thank you, Z. All right. There you go. All right. Eugene from Chicago points out the Banana Boat Brotherhood is alive and well. I didn't realize this because, you know, I'm not that bright. You've got – now, you've got Chris Paul, Banana Boat Brother, uh, Brotherhood guy from the – that was in – what was that? uh, The Bahamas? I think it was in the Bahamas a couple of years. Was it 2015? Uh, so you got Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade in Miami, right? Another member, and the LeBrons have LeBron. So all three options for Carmelo, he's going to be teamed up with a, a member of the Banana Boat Brotherhood. He'll be locked in there. But that, all right, so the Ben Mather Show on Fox, on Fox. Uh, Luis in Palmdale says, tell Boston Dave to go to hell. All right, I will do that for you. I will pass that on. Absolutely. Press on. Right. We will get to this firestorm, which uh, makes no sense to me, but to other people just looking to be triggered and outraged. The outrage machine getting cranked up. We'll get to that here in a couple minutes as we emanate from the Geico Studios. And we say hello for the latest from Eddie Garcia. Eddie? Well, then we start with baseball action and games of note. It was the Red Sox picking up their seventh win in a row, shutting out the Rangers 5-0. J.D. Martinez hit his 28th home run of the season. That leads the major leagues. They're also, on pace for like 114 wins now, the Red Sox. It's, it's not insane. bad. It's yeah. not bad. And Martinez is having a great year. 77 RBI also leading the major leagues right now. And Boston's lead atop the AL East is now at two and a half games on the Yankees, who split a doubleheader with the Orioles, losing the first game 5-4, picking up a win in the second game 10-2. Baseball announced, Eddie, that losing to the Orioles is worth three losses. So that was actually a three-loss loss, the game one of that doubleheader. So embarrassing. Well, they've definitely fallen well back on yeah. the Red Sox yeah, now then. clearly. A doubleheader between the Mets and Phillies also split. Mets take game one, four, three. Phillies get the second game, three to one. Aaron Nola picking up his national leading 12th win in that second game for Not Philadelphia. Not an all-star. I don't think he's an all-star, Aaron Nola, right? I don't think he's on the all-star team. I he? don't believe he yeah. is. Uh, Philadelphia still tied with Atlanta, who was off. For the top spot in the NL East. 11 innings, Giants walk off with a 2-1 win over the Cubs. Pablo Sandoval with a game-winning hit. 10 innings, Marlins walk off 
with a 4-3 win over the Brewers. So Cubs and Brewers both lose. So no movement in the standings in the NL Central. Milwaukee's still a game and a half up on Chicago. Dodgers down the Padres 8-2. L.A. moves a game and a half back of Idle, Arizona for the NL West lead. News from the NBA. L.A. Clippers signed forward Luke Mbamute. A one-year yeah, deal. Big move. 4.3 Yeah, I told you. Let me tell you something. A huge I move. told you huge. Jerry West knew what he was doing. This is the steal of the offseason. Oh, sure. They got the glue guy from the Rockettes. Yeah. He's a clipper He's gritty. now. gritty. Very gritty, I he hear. He does the dirty work, Eddie. He carries the water. And, Ben, don't forget to mark your calendar as semifinal action at the World Cup resumes tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern time on Fox, of course with France taking on Belgium. This report is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, did you see an arbitrator has ruled in favor of USC in the wrongful termination lawsuit brought on by former head coach Steve Sarkeesian. He was seeking $3 million. The now Atlanta Falcons offensive coordinator asserted that USC had not allowed him to seek treatment for alcoholism, which is recognized as a disability under the law. Obviously, the arbitrator felt differently. Sarkeesian was fired by USC in October 2015 after the school became aware of several incidences in which he appeared in public or coached the team under the influence of alcohol. Yeah, I'm going to rant more about this uh, later on. I, we, we talked a lot about the Sarkeesian story when it first popped up, and uh, we, we need to bring that back here because this is... Uh, I'm actually surprised. It seemed like he had no case. But sometimes you get into a court situation, you go through an arbitration, and this, you get a sympathetic figure. It's like, well, he did have a drinking problem. He should have drunk to a game. Uh, and there was a shot he could win some money. So we'll talk more about that coming up here a little bit later. It is the Ben Maller Show coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So it was a big... Day in the political world on Monday, the uh, the president of the United States, Donald Trump, announced the candidate, the nominee for the Supreme Court, and they have to go through the uh, the process or process there to actually go through. But he made the announcement in a TV spectacular, and there's a sports connection now. The United States Supreme Court nominee is Brett Kavanaugh. Never heard of him. Uh, but Brett Kavanaugh Ooh. was nominated for the Supreme Court, and uh, it it didn't matter. Uh, they could have nominated Mother Teresa, Jesus H. Christ, or Gandhi. Whoever got nominated by Donald Trump was going to be immediately attacked, and that has happened. But you you have a sports angle list because Michael Bidwell, who owns the fledgling Arizona Cardinals NFL franchise, uh, on the website of the Cardinals, there was a story that was published, and I guess it was tweeted out as well, and it was Michael Bidwell backing his classmate for the Supreme Court. It turns out that the Bidwell clan, Michael Bidwell and his old man, who he inherited the team from, controlled the team, uh, both went to this Georgetown prep, which is an elitist school outside of Washington, D.C., and happened to be a classmate, Michael Bidwell, who owns the Cardinals of Brett Kavanaugh. Well, because of this story on the Cardinals' website, they tweeted it out, uh, those that are enraged by everything that Donald Trump does went ballistic and started going nutso because of this. I uh, said, so, well, they won't let Kaepernick do his thing, but they'll let this. And I, it blows me away because obviously the, the rules of engagement here, uh, I learned early on, in business, if you own the business, the rules are different than if you're an employee of the business. And Michael Bidwell is in control 
of the Cardinals, good, bad, or ugly, and certainly the Cardinals look like they're going the wrong direction, but if you own the team, that means you can control what goes out on social media, and if you lose fans, if people, now I've been to Arizona many times, I don't think they're going to lose any fans because of this, but if they did, right, if they were in a state or a location that was more liberal-leaning and the Cardinals lost fans, that would be on Bidwell. He'd have to own it, right? And, and, and that's the case here. But when you own the team, you can make political statements. But I don't even know how much of a political statement it was. It was like, hey, I went to school with this guy. And I'm, I'm imagine going to school with someone that ended up on the Supreme Court. And this, uh, this I've never heard of Georgetown. Bro, I guess I had because there was, there was a nominee, uh, the guy that got on last time, uh, Neil Gorsuch, went to Georgetown Prep also. Uh, and Brian Cashman. How about this? You talk about, you know, people when they get old and they become old farts, they go, wow, who went to my high school? You know, ah, it's like a badge of honor. This uh, uh, the school in, in D.C. had Michael Bidwell, his dad, Bill Bidwell, the, the people that own the Cardinals, these two, well, one Supreme Court justice and one nominee for the Supreme Court, uh, Brian Cashman, the Yankee GM, is part of the alumni and also... Roy Hibbert, journeyman NBA center Roy Hibbert, also went to Georgetown Prep in Washington, uh, D.C., and the grandfather of Drew Barrymore, John Barrymore. Uh, how about that? Ba- John Barrymore, rather. Uh, so there you go. It's quite the list. Uh, and people are very upset because these people are supporting their friend, uh, Cashman, getting called out by some of the media in New York for that. I, I was thinking back, like my high school, like we, we've done this before, but the most famous person that went to your high school, Eddie Garcia. Anybody, are you the most famous person that went to your high school, Eddie Garcia? Um, No. You're not? No. Uh, there have been a couple of baseball players that went to my high school. One of them I actually played with, yeah. uh, Brant Brown, who dropped I remember a, him. He played with the Cubs. He dropped a fly ball in a game that uh, caused the Cubs to have to play a playoff game, right? One game playoff? or that, uh, Yeah, I remember something yeah. like that. That was ago. the one where Ron Santos, I dropped that ball! <laughs> well, Santo did that anytime the Cubs screwed up. Yeah. Uh, and another old-time baseball guy, Rance Mullinex. Oh, former Blue Jay, yeah. Rance Mullinex? Yeah, he went to my He's from Porterville? Yeah. Is there that was, right? There was a guy, I had no idea he was from Porterville. Yeah, there was a guy. That's a game um, changer. James Sanders played safety for a Patriots team. I don't know who that Super is. Well, the uh, name is very generic. He, yeah, he was on the Patriots, name. and they won the Super Bowl. Oh, you got some guys there. A couple. Yeah. Uh, well, my high school, the claim to fame was Will Ferrell. Sure, that's, that's big. That's, that's, that's a big one, right? Hollywood. Tim Wallach, I played with the Expos, went to my high sure. school. Uh, did uh, he manage briefly in the big leagues or no? Uh, no, he never no? got a chance. He was a third-base coach. He's with the Marlins. I think he's Mattingly's third-base coach, and he managed. He was the uh, third-base coach with the Dodgers with Mattingly. Uh, but I, I don't think he's ever gotten a chance to manage. I think those are the two big, big people. What about you, Roberto? We got Roberto in here. Roberto, anybody big? Your high school? Are you Nobody. the most? I went to a boring high school. Are you the most famous person yeah, from I'm, your I'm high the school? Most famous one, yeah. Yeah. Well, what high school did you go to? It's called Bellarmine Jefferson High School here in Burbank. On oh, Burbank? Yeah. Oh, really? What's now? What's the big high school in Burbank? That's uh, Burbank High and Burroughs. Burroughs, yeah, Burroughs. Burroughs, Burroughs High and Burbank High. I think Tim Cates, who works on the uh, Petros, who? Petro's Money Show. He yeah. That. He, uh, he went to Burroughs, right? I think he went to Burroughs. I think so, yeah. Burroughs or Burbank. Yeah. One, probably. Now, Coop, did you even go to like a regular high school? You're probably the most famous guy from your high school, Coop, right? Because you are you were a child star. I know Coop and- went with uh, Weaver, right? Uh, 
Oh. Jared Weaver, did he go to your high school? No, he he did not. Oh, his, sorry. his mom worked at oh, my high school. Oh, right. that's yeah. right. She busted you she for stealing the, milk She was or the lunch lady? <laughs> Soda, yes. Soda. She was the <laughs> lunch lady at your yes, high school. that is yeah. correct. He he went to Simi High. Ooh, so it was big a, bad Simi High School. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. My, my, my high school didn't have sports teams. Oh, because oh. you were a Hollywood guy. You're going to make movies and all that. <laughs> Wait a minute. What, no time what for high sports. school doesn't have sports teams? Uh, a school that produces Hollywood stars <laughs> does not have sports yeah, teams. It was a magnet school. Is it so Hollywood it like, High School? No, that, they have sports teams at Hollywood High School. I used to live right near Hollywood High School. It's a dump. I used to live right near there. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's, you know, they got a football field in the back. My grandma went to Hollywood High back Did, in like the 50s. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure at one point it was not. I mean, I don't. Maybe it's better now. I, when I lived near there, it was a dump, but maybe they've cleaned it up. Oh, it I know it looks like a dump. Does it? Okay. Yeah, I know the the neighbor. The property values are very expensive in that area. It's right near, uh, what's it near Hollywood Highland? That complex yeah, right yeah. there. It's right down the street. All right, here's the the Ben Mather Show on Fox. We will press on here. We'll take your calls. Eight seven seven. 99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Time now for the Who Am I game. This is where we pretend to be somebody else. Thus, we call it the Who Am I game. New York Met veteran hobo outfielder Jose Bautista over the weekend became the second player in big league history to hit 300 or more home runs before his first walk-off home run. It was number 337 of his career. I am the only other player with more home runs in my career before I hit my first walk-off home run. Again, Jose Batista became just the second player in big league history to hit 300 or more home runs before hitting his first walk-off home run. I am the only other player with more home runs to do it. Who am I? The answer next. You have to multitask to navigate through life, so make sure to like the Ben Maller Show in the cyber world. Join our Facebook radio family. It's the Maller Militia's springboard on the social network. Go to facebook.com slash Show. You can submit jokes, questions for Ask Ben, and more. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Time now for the Who Am I game. Here we go. New York Mets hobo outfielder Jose Bautista, Joey Bats who's a schmuck because he doesn't follow me on Twitter. He follows everybody else. Uh, he is the second player in big league history to hit 300 or more home runs for his first walk-off homer. It was number 337. I am the only other player with more home runs before my first walk-off dinger. Who am I? That is the question. What is the answer? The Cowboy Killer going with Edwin Encarnacion as his Encarnacion. answer. Uh, Brenton says Blind Scott is the correct answer. Uh, who else do we have? Tony Canigliero from the Palm Desert Rat. Marvin Gardens tossed out by the troller. Morgan Ensberg from Alex the Cynical One. Ron Santo from the Rooster. You must have heard you mentioned Ron Santo's name. He popped into his head. Whitey Bulger from Marvin the Michigan Man. Uh, Justin is always politically correct. He's going with those kids in the cave. Uh, who else do we have here? Ellis Burks from Eric. Ruth Bader Ginsburg from Sean in Portland. <laughs> uh, Albert Bell tossed out by a guy who wants the Oakland A's to move to Portland. Uh, who else do we have? Juan Going Going Gonzalez is a guest by Slow, the slow one. Uh, that's his guest. Jim Tomei tossed out by Will. Deion Sanders from the Hoopster. 
A lot of uh, random random people here tossed out. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? Ben, of course okay, I have an answer. Good. The answer is Frank Catalanato. The great Frank Catalanato. No, that's incorrect. You got it. You got it wrong. The correct answer, this is kind of a quirky thing, but why not? We like quirkiness. We enjoy quirkiness. That would be New York Yankee slugger Mark Teixeira. A text message from Teixeira. The first regular season walk-off home run for Mark Teixeira. Check this out. was his 409th home run. That was also his final big league home run, and it was the first time he ever hit a walk-off home run. Let's go to Montana Bear, who's next, and we'll have coming up here the MLB Pick'em. Hello, Montana Bear. Hi there, honey. How are you uh, boys now, out there? Now that you are here, I am much better. Let me tell you something, Montana uh, Bear. It yes. was 100 degrees here, just in case you want to know about 7 o'clock tonight. Yeah. Very unheard of here in Montana. Okay, I, wanted, I, I had a couple of baseball questions. I don't know. Okay, Yasiel Puig, the name is driving me crazy. I got P-U-I-G. Well, how do you spell his first name? All right, this is a good question. I'm glad you've come to the right place. Now, Yasiel, why? This is this is great. Y a s i e l, Yasiel. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I couldn't get that. I saw something on uh, when I was at the doctor today. They got hurt yeah. today. They, okay, have, they, they, have, they have this thing called Google. Yes, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, well, I don't have uh, I don't have computers. I, I wish I, know. I could you know promote your show more. I just tell everybody you know to to listen. But, well, that's because you're the uh, Montana Bear. You're in Montana. You're not supposed to have the internet when you're in Montana. You're the, the bleeping <laughs> Montana Bear. What else do you need? <laughs> well, hey, I got me and I got you. That's all I that's, need. That's right. Me and you are together. We are locked. <laughs> I'm with you every night, five nights that's a true. week. <laughs> me and you are side by side. I'm cuddling with you right now. We're canoodling is what we're doing. You, Montana Bear. <laughs> Well, I'm watching now. I'm don't, older than you, I'm don't, sure. Don't tell my okay, wife. That, I, I, I used to qu- like the older ladies back in the day. I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. the other question I had was I don't know what ERA. I always associate that with the uh, Equal right. Rights Amendment, which will never get passed. Yes, that's, ERA, that's, what, it, that's what it means. It low for a pitcher, right? Yes. Oh, these are great questions. Earn run average, Montana Bear. But I, I got to leave it there because we got this dopey game. Is that, Yeah, we got to play the dopey game. Let's find out who the smartest person in the room is. Koopa Loop, get right on that microphone, loud and proud, and announce the winner. Go ahead. I'm glad I don't have to do this often since you don't win often. Shut up. But, yeah, yeah. you have the first pick. Who is you? You bet. All right. I will take J.D. Martinez of my Red Sox. Eddie. Jesus Aguilar. Roberto. Matt Kemp. Koopa Loop. I will go with Mike Trout. One more, hurry up. And JD, uh, I mean, Charlie Blackman. Roberto. Francisco Lindor. Eddie. Xander Bogarts. All right, I'll take Mookie Betts and Will Myers. Eddie. Nolan Arenado. Roberto. Manny Machado. Coop. AJ Pollock. There it is, the MLB pick, and we got it in. We beat the buzzer. We have the first winner of the college football season. Welcome in the beginning. Of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quotes all you have to do. Now, we're still months away from the start of college football. That's right. It's, it's actually around the corner. I mean, the NFL, you know the NFL training camps? The Baltimore Ravens rookies are going to report to training camp tomorrow. July 11th, the Baltimore Ravens will be the first NFL team to have rookies in training camp. 
and I text a friend of mine that works in the media in Baltimore, and he did not seem excited. He said, well, it's just rookies. doesn't really matter. They're just rookies. Uh, then five days after that, the Chicago Bears, the Bears, uh, they will begin training camp for their rookies, and then slowly and methodically within the, a week after that, everybody will be in training camp. But that's the NFL, right? That's not we're talking about college. Uh, Alabama, the defending national champions, their first game is September 1st in one of those dopey preseason uh, – well, it's not a preseason game. It's a real game, but it's one of those uh, highlight games in Orlando. They play Louisville, which would have been special and magical if a certain quarterback had still been at Louisville and not being uh, part of the Baltimore Ravens. But anyway, I digress. So former head coach Steve Sarkeesian, Sark, sued the University of Southern California for wrongful termination. Now, there were $30 million writing on this decision. Now, Sarkeesian has moved on. He is now a mediocre offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. Sarkeesian claiming that USC had allowed his alcohol abuse, right? And they actually had not allowed him to seek treatment for alcoholism which he claimed, and his lawyers claimed, is recognized as a disability under the law. So therefore, pay the man, because I was a drunkard, you got to pay me a ton of money, right? You got to pay me $30 million. Well, the arbitrator has ruled on this. The arbitrator has ruled on this. Now, what did the arbitrator say? If you just turned on the radio, you might have missed this. Uh, Maybe you did here. It is a win for the men of Troy. USC is in the win column. You can put it on the board. Yeah, that is a win for the Trojans. I don't know how many games they're going to win. I know they've got the the cupcake game at the beginning. The USC this year opens up with the running Rebels of UNLV. So that'll be a win, right? Unless they choke that game off. And they've got some other very winnable games there uh, for the University of Southern California. But... Uh, this is the this is a $30 million win, uh, and the arbitrator ruling that USC is not responsible for any further compensation and denied the suit. That's the sound of Sarkeesian right now. All right, so let's discuss. All right, let's discuss. Now, the question is, did the arbitrator get the decision right? Uh, not only did they get it right, they got it 100% right, right? Game, set, and match. Now, my thoughts on this, you've got the coattails, the booze hound, and the chutzpah. All right, we'll tie all this together here in a nice, nice package for you because that's how we do things. That's how we roll. Uh, To lead off with, though, Steve Sarkeesian, I'm amazed by his coaching career. I I saw him play at a community college, El Camino Community College. Back when I was the voice of Saddleback College, I did a game, uh, and Sarkeesian was the quarterback for El Camino. And if you had told me that he would have gone on and done the things that he's done, uh, I am shocked by it. But the coaching thing in particular, this is the definition of a social climber, Steve Sarkeesian, right? With little to back up the rise in the coaching ranks. This is a case of a guy that rode the coattails of Pete Carroll and those glorious USC teams back with Reggie Bush in that Showtime era of USC football. And because of that, because he happened to attach himself, Sarkeesian, 
to the USC football program where they were the glamour school of college football, he is still living off that. We're talking about essentially, what, 15 years later, more than that, when he first started at USC. And ironically, as someone that was chronicling Coach Sark while he was at USC, many fans felt that he and Lane Kiffin were dumb and dumber. They didn't know what they were doing and were very upset when the offensive coordinator, Norm Chow, who had been part of that early run for Pete Carroll, there was a falling out between Norm Chow and Pete Carroll. They got rid of Norm Chow, and there was a, uh, a an uprising among the USC fan base. They were very unhappy with Lane Kiffin and also Steve Sarkeesian because they were the co-offensive coordinators, kind of like having a platoon in left field. If you have two left fielders, you don't have any left fielders. It's the same thing with the offensive coordinators. But Steve Sarkeesian then rose up. He left briefly, went to the Raiders, came back to USC as the offensive coordinator, then left to go to Washington. He has had a mediocre run as a head coach, right? Seven years in the Pac-12 combined at Washington and USC, a 46-35 and record. His average season, his average season, six and a half wins, five losses. That's the average Steve Sarkeesian season. He's get about seven wins a year there for a while. Two and two in bowl games. He never won in seven years as a coach, never won 10 games in a season. Uh, he lost six or more games, four out of the seven seasons. And against Notre Dame, Arizona State, and Oregon, he was one in 10 against those teams. Now, at USC, you better beat Notre Dame. And if you're at USC, you better do well against Arizona State. But I would say if you're at Washington, you got to do pretty well against Oregon. Nothing memorable from Steve Sarkeesian as the coach uh, at, at USC. Now, the second thing here about Sarkeesian, uh, he did not have a leg to stand on. If you remember, and I'm sure you don't, we talked about this uh, a while back when it first became a thing when Sarkeesian was let go, and then it was reported that he was going to sue for $30 million. It appears, not that we have firsthand knowledge of this, but reading what we have read on the Internet here, that he was a functional alcoholic, and he eventually stopped functioning. Uh, And and there must be some personal responsibility. There's got to be some personal responsibility. Sarkeesian signed on a big money contract at USC, and then committed insubordination. Now, his argument was, well, I was already drinking anyway. They should have done their due diligence. I was a booze hound uh, anyway. They should have known that. That's a bad job by them. Uh, but he signed the contract. It is believed that Sarkeesian showed up drunk to possibly multiple practices and at least one game, a game that USC played against Arizona State, he was inebriated on the sidelines. I believe we can agree that this, even if you are a recovering alcoholic, and I know there's a lot of people that have been through that, they've battled their demons with alcohol, but you you got to understand, that is a dereliction of duties, right? That's not USC's fault unless they gave him, like they hired Bill Cosby to drug him or something like that, unless that's the case. It, it, you're making $3 million a season, right? you you gotta you got to get that stuff under control and, of course, as the old line goes, the Trojans, if they were winning big, right? This is the counterargument. If USC was winning big and if Steve Sarkeesian had won a national championship his first year at SC, what would the story have been? 
the story would have been much different. The story would have had a much, uh, a much different outcome than it did. But he didn't win. And if you don't win and you're a drunkard, it's a lethal cocktail. Literally, a lethal cocktail. You cannot have it. Now, the final thing here, we knew right away that Steve Sarkeesian did not have a case, as we pointed out. Clearly, there was bitterness and animosity. I get it on both sides. This was not a mutual parting of the ways here. And yet, it takes a lot of chutzpah, a whole lot of chutzpah, to show up to a team function, which Sarkeesian did, plastered when you're giving a speech in front of boosters. And we had the audio. I don't think we have it anymore. But there was some audio going around. We had it here. We played it of Sarkeesian trying to address very powerful SC boosters. Uh, Now, they were drinking also, right? And the argument is, well, they were drinking, and he was drinking, everybody was drinking. That's a tough spot to be in, right? Because not everyone was drinking. I mean, there were some people that were not uh, completely inebriated that were at that event. So I give Sark credit for having a lot of nerve right, to file, file a lawsuit seeking $30 million. In the lawsuit, the lawyers wrote, instead of supporting its head coach, Steve Sarkeesian, when he needed it, uh, needed help the most, USC kicked him to the curb. Now, Sarkeesian also claimed uh, via his lawyers here in this lawsuit, which he lost, that he only had two beers with Clay Helton, now the USC head coach, and a former administrator. I love my job. At the school, right? The Salute to Troy event. Now, if he only had two beers, those beers were the size of the Mississippi River. All right? They were that big, right? From one side of the country to the other, from top to bottom, the Mississippi River. That's how big those beers were. <laughs> it's just, it's it, come on. Uh, and now, now he's the Falcons' problem. Uh, he did announce Sarkeesian through a prepared statement that he will not be appealing. The ruling, of course, the reason he will not appeal is he ain't got a chance to win. Right? You're not going to win this. And now the other question is, will anyone hire Steve Sarkeesian as a head coach again? And despite a mediocre record and 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 a guy that rode coattails, I mean, we walked you through this here, right? We've walked you through this. Uh, I believe that Steve Sarkeesian is going to get another head coaching job. But I, I'll set the odds at 70%. He's still a young guy in the coaching game, and he went through the rehab at Nick Saban in Alabama, uh, in Tuscaloosa there. He did a brief stint in Tuscaloosa. Then he went to the Falcons. So he's going through the coaching rehab, and it's it's going to be Pandora's box when he gets another coaching job, but he'll get another coaching job. He's young enough. There's an assortment of these jobs out there in college football that someone will give an opportunity, you know, second chance. We're a country of second chances and all that. And there's enough there to mix together where Sarkeesian will get another opportunity to coach uh, again. But I would not expect anything different as far as the record is concerned. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello right over there to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. (laughs) Judas Garcia. Now, Sarkeesian, yeah. I, yes. I think he would have had a leg to stand on, obviously, if he, you know, looks for help. If he goes to USC and says, I have a problem, I need help, they're going to bend over backwards well, to try and help him out. Well, he did after he showed up drunk but to that's, a game. No, it's too late then. <laughs> yeah. After you've been caught, you've got to do it before you do something like that. The uh, 
dereliction of duty, so yes. to speak. Uh, so the preemptive strike, is that what you're calling it, Eddie? You have to you have to deliberately, before you end up getting caught with the bottle, uh, the flask in your pants, you then have to go <laughs> to uh, the athletic director. That, yes, yes. yes. Okay. And, and again, USC would have bent over backwards to help him, and if they hadn't, then he would have won his, his lawsuit against Well, they would have gotten rid of him anyway, but he would have been able to come back. See, they would have they would have had to wait longer to get rid of Sarkeesian. You, you know what I mean? Like he was. They were eventually going to get rid. They were not happy with it. Well, all coacher, uh, coaches are hired to be fired for the most part, unless, is, you're, unless you're Nick Saban. How long is Clay Helton going to last? I mean, like, people not like him. much longer, probably. Yeah, I mean, he's a good talker, but he's got to back it well, he's up. He's a nice. Right? He's a nice guy. He's a BS but... artist. I like BS artists, but he's got to back it up on the field. That's the problem. Right? I think there is a significant number, and you would know this more than yeah. I. I think there's a significant number of SC fans that. They're happy he's doing relatively well, but it's not going to take much for him to be gone if they uh, yeah. if they fall off the table, which wouldn't shock anyone. Well, the the problem USC and I I have uh, over the years I used to go to every USC back when they were good. You know, I'm a front runner. I used to go to all their games back in the day in the Pete Carroll era, and they pride themselves at SC, and you know this, Eddie, that they think they are on the same plateau as Alabama. Right, they think well, that they are in the in, same spot as Alabama. In college football lore, they're in the conversation, but that's including everything. <laughs> you know, national titles in the seventies. This ain't the seventies anymore. Well, the pr- ready? well, the problem was that a couple. Right on, yeah. Oh, that's that. There's Sark. That's the that's audio. The, that's that's it. the audio. Yeah. I don't Let's know, hear it again. I don't know why they get rid of him. Play it again, Roberto. Get ready. Right on, baby. <laughs> no, he w- never uh, touches this stuff. Did he go to BYU? I thought he went to BYU. He did. He, play, he played football at BYU. I saw him play quarterback at BYU. Oh, against Fresno, yeah, yeah. your beloved Fresno yeah, State. Absolutely. No, but just to finish my thought on USC and how the, the the alumni believe they are the same as Alabama. Remember, they played a couple years ago in one of those pre uh, not yeah. preseason, but but open yeah, season in Texas opener. and Dallas. They lost. They, they got, got blown to smithereens. Yeah. <laughs> I think they scored first, and they don't think they scored again in that game uh, against Alabama, which was in Arlington. All right, it is the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll take your calls. Got Roberto here. The Coupe de Loop is in the house as well. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. 877-99 on Fox. And we will go scooter shopping. We'll get to that. We'll do it later in a minute. Research has shown you get even more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s. Message the voices in the night and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow the man who is manning the phones. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's executive producer Justin Cooper, the Coop the Loop, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. Moo. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We're going to have Maller to the third degree coming up in a little bit. Also, scooter shopping. We'll get to that. We'll be doing some scooter shopping on the radio. We'll go to Amazon together. We'll go to Walmart. We'll price scooters. To the phones we go, and let's say hello. Who's next? Who's next? Uh, Let's go to Antonio. Kid Caller. The legendary Antonio is in the Bay Area, and he's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Antonio. Hello? Hello? Yes. Antonio, you're, you're multitasking, Antonio. You're, you're listening to a different show. I'm offended by that, Antonio. How dare you? 
It's not. I'm listening to. I'm. I'm watching Sports Center. Oh, you are. All right. Well, that's okay. I guess that's allowed. As long as you're listening to us, I, I don't really. You know. Yeah. yeah. Anything good on there? I didn't know kids your age still watch Sports Center. You're 12. No idea. Yeah. Well. All right. All right. All right, guys. I'm not. You know. I'm not judging you, Antonio. Eddie's okay. Eddie's judging you. I'm not judging. You. He's the well, he's the mean one over there. I'm the nice guy. Okay, so um, first, you know how the first thing I gotta say is uh, you know how earlier you were talking about famous people who went to um, who went to your high school? Yeah, yeah, we did a whole segment. I was told it was the worst segment we've ever done. Yes, that's not oh, true. Oh wow, I thought it was pretty good. It was you thought good. it was pretty good. You like it. Was good. Now you're not even in high school yet, Antonio, right? You got some yeah. some time to go. Are you in you're heading into junior high school? Is that right? Is seventh that... grade. I'm going Ooh, to seventh grade. Seventh grade. Are you Big change... time. Are you changing schools? No. So you're going to the same school. So it, the is it sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and then you ninth grade you go to high school? Is that how it works? Uh yeah. Okay, sure. Just go with it. Yeah, why not? All right, so you have a story now. Uh, what, what's your story? Somebody you went to school with, like, in junior high or elementary school or something, or what? Oh, no. I was going to say that my dad yeah. went, to, went to a school that had some pretty famous, that had some pretty famous people. Oh, yeah? Who'd, my, your, who'd your old man go to school with? Uh, he, my dad went to Sarah High School. So famous people who went to Sarah was... Tom Brady, Barry Bonds, and Lynn Swan. Why you got to? Why, why you got to trump my list? Why you got to? Now you make your dad made me look like a schmuck, Antonio. All I got job, to, you don't dad. even know who Will Ferrell is. Probably at this point, you're 12 years old. Uh, I mean, really? Tom Bra- Barry Bonds, Tom Brady. Who else? What was the third one? Lynn Swan. Lynn Swan. Oh yeah, Hall of Famer. Swanee. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a pretty good list. It's a solid and list. And the second thing I want to say yeah. is that I'm happy for um, Daniel Cormier for being the second ever fighter, UFC fighter, to win um, two, be- two belts yeah. and after, getting, after getting knocked out by John Jones. And did you watch that? Yeah. You did. Big MMA mm-hmm. guy. Look at you. It's too, isn't that too violent for him? Yeah, you're too young for that, aren't you? No. Yeah, you're a tough guy? Yeah, yeah. I rem- I remember seeing um, Anderson Silva like. You know, br- you know, Brock Lesnar's gonna kick Cormier's ass. You know that. Brock Lesnar. Of course he is. He- uh, Lesnar's still on Roy. Yeah, he? exactly. He's like <laughs> he's like the Incredible Hulk, Antonio, and he's gonna crush Daniel Cormier's head like a grape. Is what he's gonna do. How about that? Mm, nah. <laughs> Take that. You got spunk, Antonio. I like you're going places in life, Antonio. All right, I gotta go places myself. But thank you, Antonio. Be good, all right? All right. Get back to Sports Center. They're doing a, a summer league segment. I'm sure you can't <laughs> miss that. Yeah, all right, thank oh, wait, you. I got something I got something else to say. Oh Every, everyone else that's listening right now, yeah. if you know if you have a if you have a little brother or son or anything, yeah. Tell them to listen to the Ben Mallow show so I could beat them in Boulder Dash. That's right. There you go. Make that a promo. We gotta make that a promo, Antonio. We gotta we gotta put that. Roberto, make that a promo from Antonio. We'll put that in the system. All right. Thank you, Antonio. All right, get out of here. There he goes. Uh, kid caller. Antonio. Yeah. Hey, but Ben, by the yeah, way, well, back to the uh, high school thing real I quick. I like that kid. He's cool. He, yeah. he no, he does a great Reminds job. Reminds me of a young me when I was calling radio shows. That's the same spot. Uh, yeah. Andrew in Fremont has messaged me to convey a message to Roberto 
that uh, famous alumni at his high school include Alan Alda and Angie Dickinson. <laughs> now, now, Roberto has no idea who those people no are. Yeah, they're is. old-time from, from actors. From yeah, right? Alan Alda, Alan Alda from MASH. MASH. Yeah. A, that was the most watched. Isn't it still the most watched show in the history I of television? I believe the finale was the most watched yeah, show ever. Yeah, Alan Alda was part of yeah. MASH, and it was the most. And uh, our friend Ken Levine, who you know a little bit, right, Eddie? I think you've met Ken over the years. Maybe not. Uh, but he wrote some episodes of MASH. How about that? How about that's, that for a humble that's brag? Not bad. not bad. I know. So, Roberto, if anyone ever asks, you know, famous people, just remember. Awesome. What, what, yeah. what were those names again? <laughs> Alan, Alan, Alan Alda and Angie Dickinson. So you don't realize the Montana Bear right now is very impressed. That's like, the Montana Bear is like, I know Alan Alda. I grew up on that. Not she didn't grow up, but she was, uh, you know, back in the day, back in her, uh, her salad days, she was enjoying Alan Alda <laughs> on television. She was. Now she's living in a shack in Montana, but you know, it's, it's all right. We love we love her. I actually did play against Casey Jacobson at Poly Pavilion. In, you when did I was in, when I was in high school. Yes, I did. Oh. in Poly Pavilion, you played against. Yeah, really. Yeah, because we had this guy named Ruben Douglas who was like the uh, L.A. City Section Player of the Year, but never made it to the never big made time. it to the big time. He got distracted by the uh, you know women, drugs, uh, you yeah. know, all that stuff. <laughs> the usual stuff that brings guys down. Yeah, the usual you know life stuff. All right, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll take your calls, 877-99 on Fox. We'll go scooter shopping. We'll take some more phone calls. Also, we've got Mallard of the Third Degree. A lot of stuff. I don't know if it's good, but it's stuff. And we're hanging out here at the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Right now, we say hello to Eddie Garcia, who's got the latest. Eddie? Well, Ben, let's get you caught up on baseball games of note, including the Red Sox making it seven wins in a row with a 5 nothing victory over the Rangers. J.D. Martinez continues his amazing season. He hit a home run, his 28th, drove in a couple runs, 77 RBI. Those both lead the major leagues. As for Boston, they've got the best record in baseball, and they lead New York atop the AL East now by two and a half games because the Yankees split a doubleheader against the Orioles, losing the first game 5-4, winning the second game 10-2. Also a doubleheader in New York with the Mets and Phillies. Mets take game one, four, three, and ten innings. Phillies come back for a 3-1 win in the second game. Aaron Nola, who, by the way, is an all-star for the National League, picks up his 12th win, which leads the NL in that second game. Philadelphia remains tied with Idle Atlanta for the top spot in the NL East. 11 innings, Giants walk off with a 2-1 win over the Cubs. 10 innings, Marlins walk off with a 4-3 win over the Brewers. So Milwaukee and Chicago uh, in that NL Central, it's still a game and a half lead for the Brewers over the Cubs. Dodgers beat the Padres 8-2. LA moves a game and a half back of Idle Arizona in the NL West race. NBA News, LA Clippers signed forward Luke Mbamute. It's a one-year deal worth $4.3 million. And in soccer, semifinal action. The World Cup gets underway this afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern on Fox with France taking on Belgium. This report's brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, I don't know if you saw this story, but apparently New York Giants defensive lineman A.J. Francis Oh, this is terrible. He went on a Twitter tirade this Monday. Is, he should have. He should have taken a baseball bat and bludgeoned somebody. Well, he says that the folks at the TSA, you know, the people at the airport make you take your shoes off. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they went through his suitcase and left open an urn carrying his mother's ashes. Oh. Francis posted a photo of his clothes that appeared to be covered in ashes. Oh. His mother passed away last month at the age of 46. Oh, now, so he was understandably irate, and this is what he tweeted. Hey, you pieces of S at TSA. Yeah. Next time, you a-holes, I'm cleaning this up, feel the need to go through my mother's ashes for no reason. Make sure you close it back so her remains aren't spilled all over my clothes. 
the least you pieces of garbage can do is your effing job. End quote. Now, yeah. ask TSA, at ask TSA. Now, do you know what TSA stands for? Uh, the uh, Transportation Safety Agency? Transportation Security, Security. Administration. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's it's bureaucracy. Is what it uh, their Twitter <laughs> account responded saying, quote, our officers are trained to handle your carry-on and checked property with care out of respect for the deceased. Under no circumstances should the container be opened. Please accept our apologies and our condolences. End quote. Francis did not accept the apology. He continued on Twitter, again cursing the agency before telling several media outlets that he was not commenting on the situation. Yeah. Now, my, my assumption here, I'd like to think that the people at TSA uh, did not know that those were ashes. Like, I, I would think that if they realized those were ashes, they would not have done that. Wouldn't you like to think that? Well, I mean, you would I mean, hope they, they, that they would have the common sense to know what an urn looks like, unless it was in something other than an urn. But I guess, but uh, what was it? The Big Lebowski? Remember? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Folgers, uh, Folgers coffee uh, container. Yeah. That was one of the great scenes. In the- that was uh, filmed in San Pedro. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Don't know what we're talking. It's on YouTube, right? You can just see the scene. Oh, of course, of yeah. Lombowski, uh, one of the great so when, moments. Uh, and- when they were spreading Donnie's ashes over the Pacific Ocean, <laughs> didn't right didn't go well. You got to know where the wind is when you're doing that. It's a good point. Yeah, understand. All right, thank you, Eddie. It is the the that's a, that sucks. All right, so the Ben Maller Show. We're emanating here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free. Rate quote. Now, I got to, I, I have issues during the week sleeping anyway, but now with the increased heat here, as a daytime sleeper, it's over. I, I'm now, I'm, I'm looking at three hours of sleep a night. I, I'm gone from like four and a half to three. I'm going to have to go to extreme measures in the cooling department. I'm not sure what I have. I got to go, I got to do something. Maybe I go to bed, I, I wrap myself in ice or something like that. I, I got to do something, but I can't figure this out. It is brutal. And I, I live in the desert. You guys, you you know, you you don't just crank the AC. You don't have AC. Yeah, I do, but it do, it gets so hot. It doesn't. By the it's fine when I go to sleep, but then by the time I wake up, I it it sucks. Do you have blackout curtains? I have I I have three layers of blackout curtains. I have my room is so dark it's like a black hole. All right, it, it, it's as dark as a black. It's <laughs> that's not the issue. The heat it doesn't matter. It, it's it's bad. There might be some insulation. Naked, yeah. <laughs> That's Roberto, Thank you, Roberto. Roberto's answer, yeah. yeah. Thank you. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, let's say hello to Blind Scott, who's in Boston, and he's on oh, Fox Did you see what he tweeted out? Uh, what did he tweet out? The satellite, uh, is, we're being covered up. What, are we getting covered up by soccer? Yeah, you're getting covered up by World Cup soccer and a bunch of Russians. Oh, with all due respect, who wants to hear that? You know. Yeah, who do I go to email? I know I, I can make know. phone calls, emails, but hey, you know, the Red Sox are on fire right now. They're the, they're the best team in baseball. Hey, um, I like David Price, man. I don't have any problem with Max. He got a David Price jersey on right now. He just, that uh, ball he was throwing in New York City was so hot. That's like home run ballpark. If he comes in in the playoffs, does some bullpen, does a couple, you know, good games, we'll love him in Boston here. We win so many championships here. We, you know, the Patriots are so good. The Celtics, we can't lose. You know, we'll have, we'll carry this bomb. I hear Lou Maloney saying they're trying to build him up in the media, and it's hard to now, but who really cares? You know, here's the move with the TSA. I got one of these class actions against them right now. You what you do? How many? Co- wait, wait, go- wait, wait, hold on a second. How many class actions are you a part of? You're part of like seven. Well, if, it, if it's something with, uh, if it's something like that, 
I get an email about and I can get involved in it, I'll just sign up for it. As long okay. as it doesn't have like any tax consequences or they don't. Yeah. Uh, it's no right. as, 10, as long as there's a, a chance for you to get a check at the end of it, you're you're good, right? Yeah, if you yeah. can become the lead plaintiff, the court issues a check, you know. Nice. So, All right. Yeah, so you just contact a crow, a complaint resolution official, if you have any problem at the airport, and then that shuts TSA up right away because they have to respond instantly, you know? Yeah. All right, so that's the, that's the secret there. All right. Yeah. Oh, they're very good. Hey, I'm yeah. the most famous person from my high school, and I used to see Chris Heron play basketball against my high school, and uh, he went to Fresno State with Eddie. Yes, you know, he did. I could hear stories. I could hear stories about Fresno State, Eddie's Fresno State days, like for the whole show. They're they're pretty decent, like because it sounds like he actually had fun back then, and he like went to college games and <laughs> just stuff, back, you know. Just back then, yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, apparently too much fun. Right, uh, thank you, Blind. There he goes, Blind Scott. Solid life advice yeah. from Blind Scott. Chris Heron, Fall River, Mass. Yeah, isn't he doing like motivational oh, yeah. speaking about yeah. not to uh, do the. Uh, the pottery mix and all that. Oh, he yeah. he did he did a lot worse than that. He did. Oh, the, yeah? He was injecting himself with things. Oh, and, oh yeah. Ooh. He he tells a story about one. He was playing basketball in China, wandering through the Chinese countryside looking for drugs. Really? <laughs> yes. But don't they really? Uh, they they lay the hammer on you in China if you do drugs, don't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And if you steal things like the Angela Ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you take some sunglasses, it's a problem. All right, so the Los Angeles Dodgers are still in play for Manny Machado. That's a lie. You don't, you do not believe that. No, I don't believe All right. that. Uh, but good news, they have plan. You got to have a backup plan. It's like I tell people they want to get into radio or television. It's great. These are wonderful jobs. I'm very lucky to have this job. But you got to have a backup plan, right? And usually your backup plan, you'll end up making more money than your original. But but anyway, you got to have a backup plan. So the Dodgers have a backup plan. Now, from what I was hearing earlier, the names that the Dodgers are looking at is a fallback option. They're looking for infield depth, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and they are focused on, among others, Scooter Jeanette of the Cincinnati Reds, also Brian Dozier. Never they, heard of They him. tried to get Dozier from the Twins a couple years ago. They couldn't get him. Uh, he, uh, the Twins wanted supposedly too much or whatever. And as Drupal Cabrera. Of the New York Mets. And also, the other wild Ooh. card here is Josh Harrison of the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Buckos. Josh Harrison. Now, of this list, let's put a list. Here. Who do we want on the list? These guys, the four guys. Who do we want? And as much as I love Scooter Jeanette, as much as I love the name Scooter, I love the story of Scooter Jeanette, uh, I believe he is a, a product of the Great American Ballpark. I have no confidence when he meets the the marine layer at Dodger Stadium that the baseball Mr. Spaulding will continue to fly out of the ballpark in Los Angeles. So I have little faith on that. Uh, Brian Dozier is, I believe, going to be a free agent, but he's having a miserable year for the Minnesota Twins. So I'd be reluctant to get him, although you could say, you know, shot of energy, like changes teams, gets in a pennant race, that he could play better. I think of this list, the guy they will actually get, I, I would want Josh Harrison. I think he's pretty good. I think he'd be perfect because he can play right now, and then next year he could be go back and be a super utility guy. So I like Josh Harrison. That would be the guy I want. The guy I think the Dodgers are going to get is Drupal Cabrera. That The Mets will give him away. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, right? And, and he's, he's actually played pretty well for the Metropolitans. Uh, the Mets have no offense, but he's been one of the few bright spots for the Mets. So of that list, I would rank it. The guy I would want would be Josh Harrison. 
The guy I think they're going to get is this Drupal Cabrera, but I'd go Harrison, Dozier. I'd put Gannett, and then I would put uh, – or Jeanette, rather, and then I'd put Cabrera. So that's the list. All right. I, I would yep. take this guy by the name of Manny Machado. Manny Machado. The, the Dodgers are supposedly still in it. We'll have more on that. All right, see so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Your call's 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're going to have Maller to the third degree. Time now for the instant trivia. Will Myers, plays for the Padres, he set the major league record. He hit three home runs in a game. His Padres lost by 15 runs to the Diamondbacks. Blank held the previous record. That's the, the record since 1950. Again, most uh, most home runs, most uh, most runs lost in a game where you hit three home runs. I don't think that makes sense. But anyway, uh, Will Myers, three home runs in a game. The Padres lost by 15 runs. Blank held the previous record since 1950. That's the Insta Trivia. The answer. Next. We do things a little differently than those dime a dozen sports shows, but we can't do it alone. We need your help in spreading the gospel about our unique brand of talk radio. Use your voice on social media to show your public support for the Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. We're going to try three bits, one segment. Are you prepared for this? Yes? He's giving me the thumbs up here. Roberto's giving me the thumbs up. Three bits, one segment. I gave. I, I had a winner yesterday. I I won, but I didn't give it out. So I know you don't believe me, but I did. I had a winner, and I just didn't give it out. Uh, here's the instant trivia: Will Myers set the major league record? He hit three home runs in a game that his Padres lost by 15 runs. Blank held the previous record since 1950. Most home runs in a game his team lost by X number of runs. Ah, uh, let's see here. Bob is going with Smokey Burgess. Rich says Polly Walnuts is the answer. Manic Mike got it right, clearly cheating. Sean in Portland says it's Ron Kittle. Cowboy John Brad, guessed by Just Josh. Uh, Jordan kind of got it right. Uh, we have Nick Punto tossed up by the Rooster. Uh, the mediocre Kabuki is going with Mr. 3000, Bernie Mac, as his answer. Who else do we have here? Uh, Buck. Otherwise known, I think, as Matt, is going with Daryl Ward. Kevin Moss, tossed out by Luke. Uh, who else do we have here? Drunken Costco Vegans is the guest by the West Virginia Viking. Phil Rizzuto from Brad. Zach in Kansas City says the Dodgers need Mike Moustakis. That doesn't apply here. All right, Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? I, I, do, I do, Ben. Okay. It's Kevin Kuzminoff. The great Kevin Kuzminoff. Is that right? No, that is incorrect. That's not Rob Deere by Mr. Wonderful or Ed Sprague from Eric. The correct answer, Sammy Sosa. It was Sammy Sosa back in 2001. The Cubs lost by nine runs. He had three home runs. That's the the record since 1950. Before 1950, Johnny Mize, uh, he uh, also hit three home runs. Let's pull off the three bits in one segment. Yeah. It's Ben Mallon, yeah. and he's going. Well, I guess we won't blow it off. We'll do it, we'll do it anyway. All, all right. We'll do it quick. We'll do it quick. That's all right. Uh, it was a last-minute changeup. Uh, there's a couple games I like. I like the Blue Jays as a live dog against Atlanta, but my pick, the Chicago Cubs, who are minus 115 against the Giants and Johnny Cueto. Eddie. Esports, it's the Dota 2 Summer Cup. The Troublemakers are taking on the question mark. Give me the Troublemakers minus yeah. a point and a half. Right, you're, it's a joke. Roberto. 
I'm going with Belgium over France. Koopa Loop. But I'm going to go with the under in the Dodgers versus the Padres that set at eight. All right, there it is. That's all in. Free gambling advice. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And back to Koopa Loop we go. And according to a report from Ken Rosenthal on Sunday, there are two teams that are most serious about acquiring Manny Machado. As you know, the Dodgers and the Brewers. Well, Ben, is Machado wearing Dodger blue by the trade deadline? I'm gonna go no. I, I I'm gonna go no. I would like to see Manny Machado as a Dodger. I just don't think they're gonna do it. And I'll tell you why. Right? A, this is more about the Orioles than it is about the Dodgers. LA is willing to deal, they're willing to do business, uh, trade some of these blue chip minor league players, but Baltimore has unreal unrealistic expectations uh, when it comes to Manny Machado. It's a high price rental. Because the reality is, uh, as much as I'd like to see him in a Dodger uniform, I just don't think it's actually going to happen. And B, I believe there's actually only about a 40% chance that Machado is traded at all. My sources in Baltimore tell me that they're painting the picture here that Peter Angelos and the Angelos clan that controls the Orioles here are deranged about what they think they can get for what is a three-month rental of Manny Machado, but I, I would be very surprised if the Dodgers get Machado. I think they're much more likely to get as Drupal Cabrera. Uh, next. Now the Rockets paid a boatload of money to Chris Paul this offseason, and because of that move, they're now trying to lowball Clint Capella. Now, Capella wants something in the range of what Zach Levine just got from the Bulls, but the Rockets reportedly offered him half of that. Ben, if Houston loses Capella, how far do they fall in the West? I don't fall at all. It doesn't matter, right? I, I, it doesn't matter. Number one, the bread and butter of the Rockets, James Harden and an aging, injury-prone Chris Paul. That's the bread and butter. Those are the alpha dogs. Listen, Clint Capella, number two, great story, emerging player, played very well, did the dirty work and all that. But you can get similar production from Nene and others that can pick up the slack. Those are effort plays that – that Clint Capella gave the Rockets, and we'll see what Michael Carter-Williams and some of these other guys they've picked up can do, but I, I don't think it's going to matter much. Next! Every NFL season, there seems to be a team that goes from worst to first. Now, this year, Colts safety, uh, I didn't write his name. Uh, so he thinks that that'll hooker be, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cooper or something. Uh, this year, Colts fail! Is, <laughs> he thinks that it'll be uh, the Colts that make the jump. Yeah. Which team do you think is most likely to do All so, right, Now It's not going to be the Colts. Colts are going to suck again. Uh, the, the popular pick are the 49ers and the Texans. I'm going to take the 49ers here between those two. Division's tough with the Rams, but Seattle's going the wrong way. The Cardinals are falling apart. You got to trust Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not sure about him, but I trust him more than the Texans. Their two top players are delicate little flowers. Deshaun Watson's mentally and physically fragile, as we've established on this show. And J.J. Watt has played eight games since 2015. He can't stay on the field. Therefore, I can't trust the Houston Texans. So I'm going to go with the Niners. How do we do? Benny pass. I won the game! A plot twist of sorts in the Kawhi Leonard story. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free 
rate quote, the word out of Vegas where they are having unwatchable basketball. The summer league is just dreck, uh, but there's a lot of chatter, a lot of conversation about speculation involving Kawhi Leonard. And everybody's got a theory. Everyone's got a theory. Now, if you have tied yourself to this story, if you've invested some of your valuable time in this mortal coil that we all reside in here, then you are going all over the place, like a roller coaster, and you're doing twists and turns. You're going upside down here. Uh, For the last two weeks or so, a lot of the same old rumors have just been regurgitated. Uh, a lot of a lot of the same stuff. You know, some version of Kawhi Leonard going to the Lakers, some version of him going to the 76ers or the Boston Celtics. Well, we have good news for you. Right? We have a new international option that has emerged. You know where I'm uh, going, but there's only one international option, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we are told the Toronto Raptors are supposedly in play here. Uh, One report said that they have, quote, I love this, generated buzz. (laughs) Ah, Like a hornet, Uh, like a bee. They've generated buzz in a hypothetical trade from Toronto to get Kawhi Leonard. Why not? All right, so let's talk about this now. The fledgling... Washington Post speculating that the Raptors president of basketball operations, Masai Ujiri, I I just learned how to pronounce that a couple months ago, uh, Masai Ujiri would be open to sending either DeMar DeRozan or Kyle Lowry to San Antonio as compensation in a trade to acquire a rental, a high-priced rental in Kawhi Leonard. Now, we have to take a leap of faith to do talk radio. And so I want you to take this leap of faith with me. For the purposes of this Maller monologue, let's assume the position that there's actually some truth to this, that this just wasn't made up by someone trying to get some eyeballs behind a paywall. Let's assume there's something to this. The question, who would benefit more from a hypothetical Kawhi Leonard trade to Toronto for DeMar DeRozan or Kyle Lowry. Who would the benefactor be? Now, my answer is the Raptors. Without knowing the actual particulars, I'm going to go with the Raptors. All right, my viewpoint on this, you've got the reset button, dead weight, and mind control. And we will bind all of this together. We'll begin, first of all, with conventional wisdom. You always start with conventional wisdom, and then you move away from conventional wisdom. But conventional wisdom says that this is all from fantasy land. This is from the land of make-believe. The 76ers have much more to send to San Antonio in terms of draft pick compensation and younger players to acquire Kawhi Leonard. That said, maybe they don't want him, right? Maybe they don't want him. Uh, If they're not interested, Toronto presents a logical fallback option. Now, the Raptors changed coaches. They got rid of Dwayne Casey. They blamed him for their team being a bunch of cowards and and being able to not handle LeBron James. But the core of the roster is pretty much the same. The Toronto Raptors roster hasn't changed all that much. They had a male nurse come in to coach the team now. And the stink from folding against LeBron James in the recent postseason is is still hovering around the Toronto Raptors. 
And so they, they're not a doormat. They were the top team in the East last year. They beat out the Celtics with the top record. Dealing either Lowry or DeRozan would be a blow to the roster, right? Because that would shake it up. That would shake it up. But Leonard, while I maintain he's overrated, and I say that over and over again because there's a lot of blowhards in the mainstream basketball media that lick his toes, right? give him a shoulder rub and a bubble bath, he's overrated. But he's still talented enough that if you're Toronto, you make the trade, assuming he doesn't actually have, Leonard, a chronic quad injury and is instead just a giant sourpuss, right, and doing a cloak and dagger move to try to avoid the San Antonio Spurs. Now, secondly, uh, there's a a great old idiom, one man's garbage is another man's treasure, and that applies here. DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry have both been in the All-Star game four times. Lowry is a little older. In fact, he's four years old. He's 32 years old. DeMar DeRozan, he's got more baggage. He's, he's 28. He's turtled up much more than Kyle Lowry has. Common sense, though, says that DeRozan would be the guy more likely to go because he's younger, and you'd assume San Antonio would rather have him. But it would be irony if LeBron James finally leaves the Eastern Conference after haunting the Raptors franchise, but individually haunting DeMar DeRozan, who's had to get therapy because of LeBron James, and to think that DeRozan ends up getting traded to a Western Conference team, and now LeBron James is in the Western Conference. Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, some people have a high basketball IQ. Other people have a low basketball IQ. Uh, that If DeRozan ends up in a Western outpost, he's going to need some more help. Uh, there's you know, there's going to be some more billable hours there. Now, because of the lack of dependability, right, because of the lack of dependability, both DeRozan and Lowry, until they actually, you know what, in the postseason, put some machismo out there, they carry the they have the tag of dead weight. They've got to carry that around. Uh, they, you put them in the category of dead weight. They would be delicate little flowers here in big games. Lowry's got two years left, $64 million left in his contract. Did you know that Kyle Lowry, his per-year salary, is the seventh highest-paid player in the NBA? Kyle Lowry is the seventh player. Now, now, keep in mind, these super max contracts are coming in. And when these super max contracts come in, that'll mess everything up, and then the, everything will change. Now, DeRozan has three years left, $83 million left on his contract. So San Antonio would be have, having to take on – if they made a deal with Toronto, a lot of uh, financial liability. That's a big cross to bear there for the San Antonio Spurs. Now, the final word here. Now, I always bring this up, and I feel like I need to bring it up again. Remember the weasel. you got to remember the weasel, right? This report is based on classic weasel terminology. Generated buzz. Generated buzz is the way it was positioned here. Generated buzz is a cousin of gaining traction and one of my personal favorites, a growing belief. I love that. Let's make up a rumor here. Let's let's do that. What should we do here? There's a growing belief that Kyrie Irving would like to play for the Clippers because he believes that's the edge of the flat earth and he wants to be closer to the end of the flat earth, so he'd like to play for the Clippers. It's a growing belief. Now, all these things, it's all about plausible deniability. Now, that being said, 
Toronto as a wild card option to go bold here and to do this. It's the kind of a, a move the Spurs could do to spite Kawhi Leonard. Nice. Yeah, there's that's that's generating buzz. That's what's going on right now. So you could you could send Kawhi Leonard to Toronto. If you're San Antonio, you not only get rid of him, you send him to the Eastern Conference, you send him out of the United States. You send him to Canada, right? And you get back to Rosen, who's an all-star level player. Granted, he's a head case and he's got baggage and all that. He can't play well in big games, apparently, against LeBron. You got all that. But that's the kind of move that the Spurs could consider here in this situation because DeRozan, while he's making a ton of money, he's a reliable regular season player, and you figure you know, he's young enough where he'll be productive during the regular season over the course of that contract. And if you're Toronto, the argument's always been players love playing for the Raptors. Now, they, they do. A lot of guys love playing in Toronto. It's a, an international city. There's a lot going on there. It's a very vibrant city. And you could put the charm police, the Canadian charm, and give them some extra maple syrup. Uh, and, and Kawhi Leonard would just fall in love with that, the hospitality of the good people of Toronto. And they could brainwash Kawhi Leonard much the way that Oklahoma City brainwashed Paul George, or was it the NBA telling Paul George he couldn't sign with the Lakers? You decide on that. But either way, Paul George has signed up to play in Oklahoma for the next handful of years. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. You want to comment on that? You are more than welcome. The number 877-99 on Fox. That is your invitation, 877-996-6369. We are also available on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That is at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities. There's a groundswell of support to have Roberto... Uh, the uh, the kid caller here. Actually, Antonio. Excuse me, Antonio. The kid. I now. By the way, uh, now Roberto. People are saying that you are the father of Antonio. That's how I got this confused. <laughs> Somebody said that Antonio only started calling about the time you started on the show. Uh, would you like to confirm or deny that you are the father of the kid I, caller? That's uh, I deny that. I have a you deny that. daughter, and that's it. I'm no so more. So you kid. sure that Antonio is in no way related? No, no way related. All right. Anyway, uh, so the point here is, all right. Here's the point. So people are saying they'd rather see uh, Antonio go against either barbecuing land or Zach in Kansas City. That it would be more fun to see Antonio beat up a an adult than another kid. Let's bring in Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. If you're new to our show, we're going to have Balderdash on Friday, our Thursday and the Friday show, and Antonio has signed up for it, the kid caller. He's 12, and he, he'd like another kid, but we've had no kids called up that want to do it. So we're forced to then put a grown-up in, and I think it would be much more emasculating uh, to, to see this kid just bludgeon in a game show, some adult who you know, claims to like sports and all that. Well, I totally agree. I yeah. think it would be much more interesting. Now, uh, is Whoopi Pie Blair a candidate for this as well? Oh, he wouldn't do it. He would not do yeah, it. He wouldn't. No. He wouldn't risk it. He's not willing to go out on a limb. Whoopi Pie Blair. I don't believe he still. He still wants to get that girlfriend. After we get done talking about Dave Roberts' beard, he wants to. He wants to get that girlfriend. He's working on that. By the way, uh, Roberto, yeah. you missed a golden opportunity to play the racist drop when uh, what? When it came out that uh, you know you and uh, were Antonio's Racist. dad. Yeah, uh, 
that's what people right. are saying on Twitter. I here. saw I don't it. Know. Yes, you I saw know. it. I didn't make it up, right? I'm no, not, no, I'm not. No, I'm saying that was a I racist was, comment. I was repeating it, which is part of the problem. But I did. You know, I did. I saw that. The timing. It's very just rare. because they have you know similar accents. It's, it doesn't oh, mean the they're end. related. Yeah. It's like Antonio's crashing the party. Right? You know, we we usually only take the say the same seven deranged people that call the show, and then when we get somebody new that calls in, we're like, wow, this is. A, we had Montana Bear recently. Uh, rela- any relation? Uh, any relation to Montana Bear, Roberto? Are you? Uh, uh, no, you no are relation. Not. You are no, no relation. No relation. All right. Interesting. All right. Uh, we'll take some calls. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Let's go to Matt in Pittsburgh, who's next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Matthew. Hey, Ben, my favorite Muppet man. How are you? If I was any better, I'd be a pirate, but not a Pittsburgh pirate because the <laughs> buckos aren't very good. J.A. must stay, my friend. J.A. must stay. He's not going to L.A. Don't worry about it. No, I got I got it done. I got the trade done. You, you're going to take back a couple of minor league players to be named later? Well, untrade it, and uh, we'll still be cool, man. Uh, you know, I'm, I go to the games. I actually support the guy. I have so seen I you. You've, take, you've taken pictures there, and when you go to a Pirates game, you can get like two or three rows there, right? I go. Yeah, I got an usher that uh, will take care of me. I just got to get in. And, uh, so once you get in, now, uh, I, I'm not going to say that I ever did this because this would be wrong, but in my youth, I heard stories. I would, again, I would never do this, but I heard stories that at the old Big A in Anaheim, there was a way you could sneak in through the employee entrance. Again, I would never do that because that would be wrong. It would be illegal, and if you don't have a ticket, you would get uh, kicked out of the stadium. Now you'd get arrested. Back in those days, you'd just get kicked out. Do they have that kind of set up in Pittsburgh? Is there a way that you can just kind of wander in, mosey in? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm good at that. I mean, okay. I actually look a lot like Cervelli. So if I come in early enough, you know, maybe limp a little bit. Um, <laughs> you just, <laughs> you but, walk uh, in the player's also, entrance. Yeah, yeah sure. At uh, Heinz Field, they used to have an usher and a, a gate guy that would make the beeping noise when they scanned the tickets. Yeah. So you walk in, he would do the beep, and then you'd be in, and you just do standing room only. Yeah. So I know all the tricks. Oh, see, you know everything. That's good. Well, it's good. You know, the, the Pirates and the Orioles very similar. I have a, my friend Sports with Coleman who was at the Yankee-Oriole doubleheader on Monday. He was sending me pictures, and it appeared that he was literally laying in three rows of seats in game one of the doubleheader. There was no one, no one attending game one of the doubleheader in Baltimore. Anyway, what's on your mind, Matthew? How can we help you? Well, Ben, I was actually hoping that uh, maybe your your buddy that Rob do with the hard last name to say that works for the Pirates. I'm trying to get on the field to do this Mario Brothers game, and the girl that did it last week or on Saturday when I was there Sunday, when I was there Sunday, I was there Sunday. She she was horrible. I think she was drunk, and she fell at the very end. It was pathetic, and uh, I was trying to get my head and my face out there to try to let them know, hey man, I'm ready to run this course. But, yeah. But, but you know, my, my friend Rob does TV. He doesn't, like, work for the Pirates as far as their in-stadium you know, in promotions. Well, he's friends with the other guy that's always on the Jumbotron. I'm pretty sure they hang out at Jack's or something after, after the game. But, yeah, yeah, Rob's a good dude. I didn't know you knew him. Oh, yeah. I have a, he's an old radio guy. Old radio guy. Uh, he's from Minnesota. I met him uh, you know, years ago. But, yeah, he's a good dude. Good you know what else I was thinking? You know that how that Antonio kid was watching ESPN. Now, could you imagine if they used uh, Muppets instead of the you know the faces of people like crank anchors, but with sports? I think Antonio would like that. Man, are you uh, are you on the sauce again, man? What's going on? <laughs> All right, thank you. Buddy. 
Should we steal that idea? <laughs> what do you What do you think, Roberto? A um, a Muppet setter, right? Nah. No. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But don't they do that for the Olympics because they can't show the Olympic highlights because NBC has that embargoed usually, and so you have to wait to show Olympic highlights and. Yeah, that's so dumb. So they show still photos or the drawings or whatever. Don't do that, for the, don't do that with, the, with the boxing matches as well. Yeah, they have the pay-per-view boxing because yeah, exactly. they rebroadcast yeah. it and all that. Yeah, it's lame, especially now. Again, this is something I would never do because it's wrong to do, but they have these things called Russian websites or European websites where they have the feeds. There's no need. Again, I do not partake in that because it would be wrong to do that. You should not do that. I used to sneak into the movies all the time when I was in, in uh, junior high and high school. Yeah, that was your move. Yeah, the thing about the movies though is you can you can buy like the matinee, and if you you know, stay there all day, they most movie theaters unless it's like a draconian neighborhood, they don't really care. You just go to the bathroom, you you do a number two, you come out, you, you buy some popcorn or something. Or but if it's it's a premiere, they uh, check your ticket. Oh, do they? Yeah. You get this movie pass. Yeah. Do you have that? No. I you got to get it. Yeah. I, I just got it. I used it this weekend. I saved like uh, twenty. I had already covered the cost for the whole month the nice. first time I went to the movies. Yeah. Uh, did you know that poop pays? Poop pays. We'll get to that. I'll explain. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Research has shown you get even more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s. Message the voices of the night and follow Ben on Twitter. He is at Ben Maller. And you could tweet at the man who is playing all the music and most of the funny sound bites on the Ben Maller Show. He's our technical producer in for Danny G Radio. It is Roberto, and he is at Raider underscore Rob 24. The greatness of the Raiders. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And right to the phones we go. We'll get to poop pays in a little bit. Also, Maller's Mountain of Money. So if you want to play Maller's Mountain of Money, we'll, we'll tell you to call here in a little bit. The lines are full right now. Justin in Cincinnati is cashing one of his 8,243 golden tickets. Hello, Justin. Oh, my God, Ben. I can't even talk. Some chicks are so crazy. It's driving me nuts. Are, are you having uh, dating drama? Let me help you out. Not even dating drama. It's yeah. just, oh, my God. What, what happened? Uh, you're, you're, uh, help me out here. Uh, give me some details here. I'll, I'll walk you through. I, well, I won't get too specific, but I ask a question. I, 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 I Honestly, I don't know. So you asked a woman a question. That's yeah. always a bad thing. I asked a question, and apparently the question was, Interpreted as I made a statement. Ooh. I, uh, Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. You know, you yeah, know yeah. They do a deep mental examination of everything. Yes. <laughs> I need a shrink. But anyways, I went to high school with a guy that's doing life for murder, and they never found the body. Really? Most famous guy. Yeah, never found her car either. It's completely vanished. Made everything disappear. Poof, gone. Very impressive. And. uh... Antonio, I'd play him in Balderdash. Well, no, you're not, no, you're that, you're that, no, we're not doing that. You're, Why? Because you, you're actually good. We want somebody who sucks. Do you know how ugly that would get, though? No, I, I, I hang up. Go away. Uh, Rachel in Montebello. Hello, Rachel. Ben. Yes, Rachel. How are you doing? The lovely and talented Rachel. Uh, <laughs> song, dance routine, you name it, entertainment. You want entertainment. The, dollar for dollar, there's no more entertaining caller than Rachel and Montebello. There's not. 
Yeah, play all your stupid sound effects over there. It doesn't matter. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could feel so good. Flying so high on a wing and a prayer. Who could it be? Believe it or not, it's just me. No, don't, no, 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 don't do that. Listen, bad job by you, Roberta. That's a bad job by you. That was lovely, Rachel. Ben. Yes, Rachel. You are generating buzz. You are the most entertaining celebrity figure we have on the planet. Did you know that? That's not an overstatement at all. That's not puffery. Nod, no. I think most people in society look for entertainment from the overnight radio host. That's what they, their, their lonely hearts turn to the overnight gas bag, clearly. Yes, and Roberta, who told you to blow me up when I sang? Oh, see now, Rachel wants names. You see that, Roberto? Rachel wants names. I don't rat on people. Uh, oh, I, I will not. Somebody, yeah. is, is it Coop? No, no, no. Sorry. I, I will not say who it is either. I believe their, their first name could start with a D. Their last name could start with a G. I think that might be the teachings that uh, Roberto got. How about that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, now I know Danny G Radio. What? No, I didn't say that. You're speculating. I never said that. Oh, I know that. Anyway, Ben, (laughs) the NBA 2.1 LeBron saga goes on and on. Now I'm hearing about Carmelo Anthony sitting down with the Lakers front office. Well, that's the the talk. He's going to meet with Miami and uh, all the banana boat brotherhood. They're going to meet with Miami, Houston, the Lakers, and uh, whoever wins will actually lose. How far will it go? Inquiring minds want to know. We will be here to chronicle all of it, Rachel. Every single plot twist. Because we hope got so, ben. we got nothing else to do. So that's what we'll be doing. I'll hang right. on your every word. All right. Thank you, Rachel. Bye, Be ben. good. All right. Bye bye. Sleep well. All right. There she goes. Uh, Rachel and Montebello. How about that? Calm down, boys. Calm down. You got no chance. All right. You got no chance. Poop pays. We'll get to that. Also, Mallers Mountain Money. If you want to play Mallers Mountain Money, Start calling now, 877-99 on Fox. Coop will go through the calls here, get some contestants as we emanate from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios right now. We say hello to Eddie. Get you caught up on the latest. Eddie? Well, it started Major League Baseball games of note where the Red Sox made it seven straight wins with a 5-0 victory over the Rangers. Boston's lead on New York atop the AL East is now at two and a half games because the Yankees split a doubleheader with the Orioles, losing the first game 5-4, bouncing back for a 10-2 win in the second game. Also a doubleheader between the Mets and Phillies, and those two teams split as well. Mets took the opening game 4-3 in 10 innings. Phillies come back for a 3-1 victory in the second game. Philadelphia remains tied with Idle Atlanta for the top spot in the NL East. Giants walk Walk off with a 2-1 win over the Cubs in 11. The Marlins walk off with a 4-3 win over the Brewers in 10. So Milwaukee is still a game and a half up on Chicago for first place in the NL Central. Dodgers defeat the Padres 8-2. L.A. moves a game and a half back of Idle, Arizona in the NL West race. NBA News, L.A. Clippers sign forward Luke Imbamute to a one-year deal worth $4.3 million. Soccer semifinal action. The World Cup gets underway this uh, earlier, or later, I should say, this afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern on Fox with Belgium.
Belgium taking on France. This report is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, I don't know if you saw this story or not, but ex-NBA player Kermit Washington, best known for almost killing Rudy Tomjanovich with an on-court punch in a game back in the 70s, was sentenced to six years in federal prison. What? In order to pay almost a million dollars in restitution for stealing money meant for a charity, uh, he was sentenced by a federal judge in Missouri, pleaded guilty to three felonies, and admitted to scamming people out of huge donations. Officials say that Washington used his fame to raise hundreds of thousands of dollars meant for several African charities, but instead he used the money to fund his lavish lifestyle, including shopping sprees and plastic surgery for his girlfriend. Well, you know, the girlfriend needed it, so. That may be the case, yeah. but... Uh, oh, so he's a scumbag like Lance Armstrong, Kermit Washington. Huh? Uh, How come Lance Armstrong's not in jail? What's up with that? Um, good question. Well, Lance Armstrong, people thought they were donating money to cure cancer, and they were actually sending money in so Lance Armstrong could pay for his private jets and all that for cancer awareness so Lance could fly around and make people aware that cancer is bad for you. Yeah, I'm sure, uh, I don't know, I'm sure Lance found a way out of that. Yeah. So Kermit Washington didn't have a good enough attorney. Is that what you're saying? Because a lot of these, my position on this, Eddie, it's my belief that a lot of these charities, uh, they uh, take money off the top. There's a lot of, there's a few ethical charities out there, but a lot of them are shady, shall we say? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. apparently now, Kermit he, he Washington. Got, is that a federal or is that a state crime? Federal. Ooh, yeah. So he's got to do 80% of that, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. How old is Kermit Washington? He is 66. Ooh. All right. So he can get out. What's uh, what's What are we looking at here? Uh, what's the quickest he can get out? Well, what's uh, what's 80% of six years, Eddie? What is the math on that? I, I was told there would be no math. Okay. Let's see here. I'll look it up. But it's uh, it's a lot. How about that? The answer is a lot. Thank you, Eddie. It is the Ben Maller Show. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We're going to have in a little bit here Maller's Mountain of Money. Right now we go to Chris in Houston. Who's next? Hello, Christopher. Oh, yeah. You're going to bash my teams all night and leave me on hold and make me have to hear all this? I don't know what you're talking about. I gave a clear, concise, objective analysis of everything that I've talked about. But I, but I heard something funny tonight, Ben. Uh might make you laugh. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, a Clipper fan actually talking down on another team. Ain't that something? That's funny. I don't know, what you're, I, funny, I don't know what you're talking about. I, who, who would do that? Wow. Like the Clippers are gold. I distinctly remember you talking trash about Luke Bob Mute like three months ago. Now he's the savior of the Clipper. He's the glue guy. He's oh, boy, yeah, ben. Heart, heart and soul player. Gargle him, Ben. Just gargle him. Just gargle him in your mouth, Ben. Boy, well, you, you you're, I know you're hurt that he decided he didn't want to be a Rocket anymore and he left to play for the Clippers. I mean, the guy wants to play for a winner. Went to the hey, Clippers. I got, I, got two, I, I, got, I got two things, Ben. Okay, one. Okay, Rachel, is she just a one-trick pony? That's the only song she knows. At first, it was fun. I mean, she has a lovely voice. Oh, now you're taking a, you're Dude, taking a cheap shot. come on, shot. All right, man. So you want her to change up. and Yeah. See, that's wrong. Let me tell you something. When people, when the great music acts, right, when you, you want to see the classics, 
That's what Rachel's known for. Radio stations do. What's that? Yeah, well, that's what people want. When people, when these musicians go out and perform these music acts, go on the road, people want to hear the hits. That's a, that's a hit for Rachel. Learn another song. You Learn are such a hater. You are so okay. negative. But. <laughs> nah, we'll let him. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yes. Uh, Roberto, you know look at Roberto. Guy, Blow him up, Roberto. Yeah, that's his nickname. Yeah, yeah, trigger finger. Uh, the guy that uh, made that bet with you, Ben, I was wondering where he was and if he even lived in Houston. He actually does. Lino. His name's Lino. I actually heard him on the, on the, uh, oh, the interesting. local radio. So you station. heard Lino, the guy that promised us a pizza party and then vanished from calling our show, but he's still calling the local radio in Houston. Is that right? What a yeah. weasel. What a dirty, rotten weasel. Make Houston look bad, man. I'm telling you. He did. He absolutely did. And I would take that the Friday night. I can break my diet on Friday night with a nice pizza party. I think we'd all be good for it. Hey, Ben, uh, when are you crossing over like Laker Daryl? No, no. Again, Clipper Daryl, we cleared it up. A lifelong friend, 20-year friendship with me and Clipper Daryl. Um, he lied to you, Ben. No, he, he didn't lie to, to me at all. The guy would not lie to me. He's a, he's a, he's a big fan of this show. He loves our show. He'd never lie. <laughs> Clipper fans don't lie to other Clipper fans. It's part hey, of you, the fraternity of being a Clipper fan. We don't lie to each oh, other. One more thing. What are you oh, liking no, a no. man's photo showing his butt for? One more. What are you talking about? Yeah, I seen you on, on Twitter like, uh, what was it, Rusev? I know that's your big friend and everything, but dude. A dude hey, liking a bitch of a man hey, modeling hey, being. Come hey, on now, hey, Ben. Hey, jackass, it's Rusev Day every day I'm in the Malibu Militia. And this weekend, Sunday night, Rusev becomes champion of the world in professional wrestling. Book it. He's going to win on Sunday. Rusev, we are champions in the Malibu Militia. Everybody's got to watch. He does, Ben, but Ben, I don't need to see you liking men and undertights on I, Twitter. I'm okay? okay. I'm a married man. I'm okay with my sexuality. I can, man, yeah, I can do that. Oh, get out of here, please. Nonsense. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Maller's Mountain of Money. Do I need another contestant? I need another contestant. Call right now, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Hurry up. First come, first serve. We get to Maller's Mountain of Money. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. You have to multitask to navigate through life, so make sure to like the Ben Maller Show in the cyber world. Join our Facebook radio family. It's the Maller Militia Springboard on the social network. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. You can submit jokes, questions for Ask Ben, and more. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Game show time. Now, <laughs> Maller's Mountain of Money. Do you have what it takes to get to the top? Probably not. And away we go. It is time now for Mallers Mountain Money, the Tom Hanks edition of Mallers Mountain Money. We welcome in our contestants. First of all, from Portland, Maine, we say hello to Eric. Hello, Eric. Good morning, Ben. How you doing, pal? What's going on? I'm doing all right, man. How's everything in, in Portland this morning? Not not too bad. I'm a huge Eddie Garcia fan. Uh, I think you're a bit of a kiss ass with the Boston team since you went over to EEI, but that's fine. That's You know, it is what it is. Well, Did listen, I'm a professional. I'm a great talk show host, as you know. I'm a beloved figure on WEI mm-hmm. occasionally when yeah. they bring me in out of the bullpen. So, uh, did your Bruins happen. win the Stanley Cup, by the way? Uh, my Bruins did not win the Stanley oh, okay. Cup, but they're going to win next year. So uh-huh. they're going to win right. They're going to win next year. Very yeah. good, thanks. All right. Uh, hold on a sec there. And uh, we have Alex in Denver. Hello, Alex. Yo, what's up, man? What's going on, man? You ready to go here? Yes? Yes. 
Uh, that other guy just annoys people. What do you do, Alex? Uh, I own a charter bus company. You own what? A charter bus company. Oh, a charter bus company. All right. And how's that going? Uh, pretty good, man. How many yeah. bu- how many buses you got? Uh, ten. Ten buses. That's a lot of buses. Yeah. All right, man. All right. Very cool. And you go just in the in Colorado, or the you all over the country? Or is it more of a local thing? Uh, more local thing. You know, high schools and colleges in the area oh yeah sure sure absolutely all right very cool uh, i remember that taking the bus the high school football games and whatnot tournaments and whatnot we always <laughs> went in those yellow school buses we never got to go in the charter you buses. go in the short buses you ever go in the- no oh, okay no, just all right. the yellow school bus. do you have any of those short buses alex no 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 okay only the big <laughs> buses i got you well let's play the game very good eric uh, who do you want to partner up with here eric Eddie Garcia, thank you very much. All right. Eddie, you got a fanboy. <laughs> I know. I like How it. How about that guy? That guy loves you, man. <laughs> Long overdue. He's going he's gonna to give you a massage yeah. at and, the end of the game. And we're now going to win this game. Uh, Alex, don't steal my material. Alex, who do you want to partner up with, Alex? I mean, I think the Dodgers are going to still choke, but I'll go with you, man. All right. We're going to win, Alex. We're going to school these guys, these smart-ass, pompous a-holes. All right, All right, gentlemen. Here we go. This is Mallard's Mountain of Money, the Tom Hanks edition. He turned 62 years old yesterday. Uh, The categories are as follows. We have Philadelphia, Apollo 13, Castaway, and Catch Me If You Can. Eric, you are on first. Which category would you like? Absolutely Castaway all day long, thanks. All right, and uh, Alex and Denver, what uh, what category would you like? Uh, leave their own. That's not a choice. You have a <laughs> <laughs> you have Philadelphia, Apollo thirteen, or Catch Me If You Can. Uh, Apollo thirteen. Okay. All right. All right, uh, Eric and Eddie, you'll be going first. The category is Castaway. These sports figures all have. Oh no, that is not correct. Uh, these, <laughs> I was going to say what? These sports figures have all been traded in their prime. Okay. All right, you have 45 seconds on the clock. We need both the first and last name. Eric, are you ready? Um, I believe I'm ready. Go ahead. All right, go. Round mound of rebound. Charles Barkley. Former Rams running back. He wore goggles. Uh, Eric Dickerson. Former 76ers legend, the doctor. Julius Irving. One of the best shooters in NBA history. Won titles with the Celtics and the Heat. Uh, Ray Allen. Yes, uh, current star pitcher for the Red Sox. He was with the White Sox. He cut up jerseys he didn't like. Uh, former Heat and Hornets big man went to Georgetown. Was hanging on Jeff Van Gundy's legs. Morning. A morning. Former running back for the Broncos and Redskins. He was traded for Champ Bailey. Went to the U. Oh, God. Jeff, That's the last one. It's what's the only one left. Um... He had he wore funny outfits for press conferences. You didn't get it, Eric, because you suck. Well, you didn't you got know every who other it was. one. Though. The one hundred pointers right. are difficult this week. Oh, ah, please. Uh, that is two hundred and forty points for Eric and Eddie. Good job, Alex Thanks, and Eddie. Ben. You are up next. The category is Apollo thirteen. All right, let's do it. Here we. These go. guys were all known to frequently hit moonshots. That's right. All right, you ready, Alex? Here, are you ready, Alex? Yep. All right, forty-five seconds of the clock. Begin. All right, the Bambino. Hey, Correct. Uh, Cardinals first baseman steroid guy in the two- 90s and 2000s. McGuire. Correct. What's his first, first name? Mark. That is correct. Uh, Big Poppy from the Red Sox. David Ortiz. That is accurate. Yankees star, highest paid player in baseball, just got traded from the Marlins this year. Mike Stanton. What's his – all right, well, we can take Just that. that's fine. Yeah, Stanton. that's fine. Uh, Phillies, former Phillies MVP, part of that World Series team in Philadelphia that beat Tampa Bay. Brian Howard. Correct. Uh, Yankees star in the 1960s. Number seven, the center fielder for the Yankees. 
All right, pass. Uh, okay. A Blue Jays Mets first baseman from Puerto Rico in the 2000s. Big slugging uh, first baseman. Mm. Oh, come on, man. Oh, All right, we have a close happened, matchup. Ben? What you, happened? You, you missed shut it. up, Eric. You shut up. I'll kick your ass. <laughs> uh, Alex, you missed Mickey Mantle. Yeah. Who many, nobody knows Mickey Mantle. There's so many guys away. Number seven for the Yankees. <laughs> and uh, Carlos. Those are terrible clues, by the way. Those are not terrible clues. Uh, uh, number seven was a good. I don't like this guy. Uh, and then, great. And then yeah. Carlos Delgado was the 100-point uh, uh. All right, uh, Alex and Ben, you are trailing, so you get to go again. You either got Philadelphia or catch me if you can. Uh, catch me if you can. All right. That's all right. Good. These good, good sports, These sports figures all hold seemingly unbreakable records. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. 45 seconds. Yeah. Go. All right, the all-time home run king with steroids. Uh, Barry Bonds. Correct. Uh, all-time winning pitcher and all-time winning loser. They named an award after him. That is correct. Uh, Cowboys running back, all-time leading rusher in NFL history. Emmitt Smith. Correct. Uh, Lions star running back of the 90s, like a video game out of Oklahoma State. Uh, Barry Sanders. Correct. Uh, Yankee star, Jolton. Yankee star. Joe DiMaggio. Correct. Uh, Wizard of Westwood, UCLA coaching legend. Uh, John Wooden. Correct. 1980s Rams receiver. He has the record for the most all-time receiving yards in the game. He's named after a Dolphin. 80s Rams. Named after a dolphin! He, he's a dolphin! Uh-oh. Named after a dolphin! <laughs> it's a flipper Anderson! <laughs> I told you the 100 point ones were hard, but that is that is good for that is good for 400 total points. That was a great clue! <laughs> you could have said dolphin. flipper, that's a nickname. Anyway, All right, All right Eric, Eric you got go, some buddy. catching up to do. Eric and Eddie, you got Philadelphia. You're losing, Eric. You're losing yeah. the game. These are, for long. These are some of the most. Hell, by the way, thanks. These are some of the most famous sports figures from the Philly area. Forty-five seconds on the clock. Are you ready? Go ahead. Begin. Lakers legend, the Mamba. Uh, Kobe Bryant. Lakers big man before Kareem. He slept with ten thousand women. Will Chamberlain. Former Dodgers and Mets star, one of the best hitting catchers of all time. Dodgers and Mets. Uh, skip it. Uh, Titan star running back. He played with Steve McNair, won the Heisman Ohio State. Uh, Richard Bush. What? What? Wait, did my guy Go ahead, Eric. No. Titan star running back, played with Steve McNair, won a Heisman at Ohio State. Uh, I don't know. All right, former Colts wide receiver. <laughs> oh, he was the main target for Peyton Manning. Harrison. Yeah, what's his Marvin first name? Harrison. Yeah, former Marvin. Pistons hothead. He had a lot of technicals. He played at North Carolina. Oh, wait a minute. Dennis Rodman. Wait a minute. No. Cool. <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on. That is not enough points. Oh, you 330. lost. 330. You're a loser, Eric. Oh, Eric. You Eddie George. You, you didn't get Eddie Mike George. Piazza. Right. Mike a, Piazza. You're a choking dog. You're, an, oh, you're a disgrace Eric. to callers is what you are, Eric. You know that? <laughs> you're a disgrace. Uh, it's embarrassing. And that means, Alex, you win a golden ticket. So humble. Damn it, Eric. If I had to put that guy as he was strutting around like a peacock, yeah. you know. Yeah, you'd He'd never come, do that. I don't do that kind of radio. <laughs> I don't. You know, how's it feel, Eddie? You and your little fanboy there. You took it on the chin. Uh, we were better than you. Me and the bus guy. Uh, we me were... and the master of buses won the game. We should have won. Tickets. We are better. Nah, we won. Fair and square. Time for some smooth chatter. Welcome in the beginning 
of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. It's all you have to do. So many scholars of basketball have stated that the players' salary cap decision from years ago, a couple years back, uh, is really to blame for what they are claiming is a, a national disgrace in pro basketball in America, the competitive imbalance that is taking place in the NBA. So this became a thing. Uh, this became a thing. Uh, the NBA Players Association has now responded to these claims blaming them for what has gone on. And it caught my attention. I wanted to talk about it here as players continue to change teams and it's spin the wheel and see where it lands. Players going all over the place uh, in the NBA. And there's still a bunch of players left. So if you miss this now, Michelle Roberts, who? Uh, she is the executive director of the National Basketball Players Association, the NBPA. And she was interviewed. She was asked about this, this argument that it's the players' fault, that they they did a bad job here, and that's why the NBA is in the spot that they're in. Uh, well, how do you think she responded? Do you think that she, A, said, yes, absolutely correct, the players screwed up, it's on us? Did she, B, say, hell no, push back on that, or C, no comment? Uh, the answer, do you have your answer? The answer is B. Uh, Michelle Roberts slammed. The idea that the NBA players are at fault for the current state of the NBA. Now, specifically the term here, which will be used a lot, it's called cap smoothing. You know how you get a smoothie on a hot day? This is a cap smoothing is what it's called. And what the hell is that, you ask? Uh, I'm glad I will fill you in on this. Uh, what that means, at least from what I am being told here, it was a proposal back in 2014, so four years ago, that would have slowly increased the salary cap Instead of this dramatic windfall, this spike of money that came in when the new agreement worked out with the television money coming in, and that was around the time these teams were given a ton of extra money, and that led to Joe Kim Noah getting a massive contract. That led to the Lakers rewarding Timothy Mozgov with a massive contract and several other outrageous salaries for marginal NBA players. So I wanted to talk about this. As I mentioned here, the question, we'll frame it this way. Uh, where are you on the salary cap smoothing, the cap smoothing issue, which I didn't even know was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing. Now, my observation on this, you've got self-control, contaminated, and damage-free. And we will fasten all of this together. Right? Uh, if you're going to play the blame game, and I'm not against playing the blame game. I like playing the blame game. It's a fun game to play. But we'll begin with priorities. All about priorities. The NBA ownership, the executives, they have nobody to blame but themselves. Now, I know some in the, the mainstream basketball media who are in the tank with ownership want to blame the players' union. But you got to look at the NBA owners and the executives. Just because you have the money 
does not mean you've got to spend the money. I, I, and I'm, I'm the kind of rainy day guy. Like I, I'm that, my wife, on the other hand, likes to spend money. Uh, I like to save money. That's usually how I do it. But I, you know, I, I don't often win these battles. But, again, the NBA here, they were given this extra money. The teams were given money. They didn't have to go out and spend it previously. Uh, you know, they, they, they went out, you know, Timothy Mozgov, as I mentioned, Joe Kim Noah, some other contracts like that. It's not their fault that the NBA executives showed zero self-control. None. You know, fiscal responsibility is on the teams. It's not on the players. The players, their responsibility is to get, and their agents, to get as much money as they can get. You know that, and I know that. Nobody, to my knowledge, used a machete. There were no handguns used. There were no shotguns used. Uh, there were no bloody knuckles used to get those contracts. The NBA teams, by their free will, handed out these ridiculous contracts. They were handed out like candy to marginal and washed-up ball players. So smoothing the salary cap would have artificially held back the money that the players were eligible for. There's not a union on God's green earth that's worth their salt that would have said, you know what we're going to do? We are going to artificially hold back the money to protect the members of the basketball cartel from themselves and then also hurt the, the players. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the counter-argument here. Now, in addition, where the NBA players are culpable, right, where they are culpable is their lack of competitive juices, right? There's no pride. We've talked about this. There's no pride in beating the Golden State Warriors. Instead, it's how can I join the Golden State Warriors? Uh, that's the argument. Even if it means taking below market value to manipulate the salary cap, there's this lack of ambition. You know, you can say old school competition. That is on the players. That's not on the owners. I mean, there are plenty of teams in the NBA that aren't trying to win either that are just trying to tank every year, and they've been brainwashed. They've taken the Kool-Aid of trust the process, which is a scam, uh, and they've run with that. There's a lot of teams doing that. Uh, but I look at the uh, the overall picture here, and I say, well, the, the players' part of it is that it's no longer the badge of honor to take down the top team. Instead, it's the woe is me mindset and you know, jump on the old pity train here, and that's how they do it, cowering and you know, afraid of the, the big bad boogeyman from the Bay Area. They turtle up. Now, this, this has contaminated a good chunk of the NBA and, and a much bigger issue than cap smoothing, which I didn't even really know was a thing. Uh, now, the last observation here. We've ranted about this quite a bit. I have a feeling coming in the, in the near future, over the next several years, it'll come up over and over again. The business of basketball, though, is doing really good. Right? Com- people talk about competitive balance and, and, and how upset they are about this and the lack of it, and it's clearly overrated. There have been no indicators, none, that the bottom line in the NBA is being affected until that pops up. You're not going to get any kind of a sea change in the NBA. People are engaged. Right? Golden State has been the preemptive favorite to win the NBA championship for the last four years. They didn't win every one of those years because they blew it against Cleveland that one year when Draymond Green got suspended. But they've been the favorite every one of these years. And, and the lunatics 
who watch the NBA are so spellbound by the NBA that they're drawing 10,000 people plus on a given night to watch a competition to try to be the 15th man on the Charlotte Hornets. And at the Summer League in Vegas, people are flocking to watch that in record numbers. The TV ratings have been great. The attendance was up in the regular season. The revenues are up. Uh, Every single indicator that you look for to, to look for a sign of of decline, it's not there. It's not. And until those things start showing there's a problem, there's no reason for the NBA to change anything. And if you forget the whole tanking thing, which I would like to see changed, they're not going to change that either. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, we must follow up a story from last hour. If you would like to comment on this, by the way, you're more than welcome. I've got a line open for you, first time in a while. 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We follow up a story we previously discussed on the Ben Maller Show. This this goes into the category of poop pays from last hour and the wild tale of Archie Bradley. Relief pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, you might remember last time we talked about Archie Bradley, he had shared a story about how he was getting called into a game and he had to go to the bathroom and he thought he had to go number one, but there was an unexpected number two that came out the backside there and he tried to clean himself up, but he didn't have enough time and he ended ended the game uh, instead of playing for the Diamondbacks, he was playing for the Browns. And uh, he came in there to pitch in a game, and he had the doo-doo on his pants. And so he told the story about that. Well, we have an update on this particular story. Uh, we bring in Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Doo-Doo Garcia right over there. Uh, and he, he tells the story here of how he received a shipment of adult wipes. Uh, the uh, product that Mark Cuban, I guess, was on Shark Tank, and essentially what this is—I don't—they can pay for advertising if they want. It's a adult baby wipe. It's a flushable wipe for adults, which I'm all for. A Costco. I, I, so, I'm not for that. Wh- why would you be against? It? I just think that would feel gross. Putting some wet, <clears throat> no, putting no, some no, wet no. nap on your. No, I gotta tell took you. Us. I am a uh, I occasionally if we have them in the house I don't buy them I don't ask for them but if they happen to be there I have them because I have a two year old daughter and Roberto right yep, come on good. man you see that's endorsed by Roberto I'm sure it's great for cleaning an infant I, I don't I don't really right. need that for me uh, I'm okay with the regular a, yeah. toilet paper I have a very delicate derriere I'm sure you okay. do as you know Eddie the I'm I'm known around these parts as being frugal but the one area. The one area I am not frugal. When I go to Costco, I buy the Charmin toilet paper. I don't buy the Kirkland brand. I love Kirkland brand. Oh, that brand. Kirkland brand is horrible. Yeah, I don't buy it. It's cheap. It's like the kind of stuff you get at the uh, a seedy truck stop bathroom. Sandpaper. Or a toilet, you know, the, the, the toilet in the back of a gas station in the wrong part of town. It's that kind of toilet paper. I get the most expensive toilet paper I can get. That's that it's, it's like wiping your tush with a, uh, a pillow is what it is, which is great. But I, I'm all for I am pro- uh, wipe. I, I am pro uh, baby wipe. I'm all for it. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't see the problem with it. Now, there's a technique. Now, you got to use the regular toilet paper first as your first uh, exactly. ins- insurgency 
if you will, into that region. And then after that, you can, as your your second uh, go-through. The finishing touch. Yeah, you can use the uh, the adult wipe. But they're wet, aren't they? Yeah, what's wrong with that? It cleans it up. So you keep up. your- uh, Better hygiene. You keep your butt wet? Well, no, the third, see, what you can do, you do, number one's the main cleanup mission, number two's the adult wipe, and then number three, just to dry it out, Eddie, if you want, so, you can go third so wipe through. Three steps in this process. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's too much. Proper hygiene. Kubaloop, your thoughts on this? I concur, Ben. Eddie, you're outvoted. You're a, three to one. What a douche applauding himself. That's that's Coop applauding. It's not. It's Ben no, he's applauding, applauding himself. He is. So Archie Bradley sent out a picture uh, of uh, this. Can I tell us, Coop, how about this? I'd like some of these free adult wipes. Can you oh tweet out a story that I poot my pants here? <laughs> On the radio, on the Fox Sports Radio Twitter feed. And make sure oh you tag. God. This is a low for you. Make sure you tag something called Dude Wipes just to see if they can send us some, okay? Can you do that? You sure about that, Ben? Well, yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to send, and they send Archie Bradley, who the hell knows who Archie Bradley is? The pitcher on the Diamondbacks, nondescript baseball team. Nobody knows who those guys are. Uh, I mean, we're a national institution here. Anyway, all right, so the Ben Maller Show will take your calls. If you would like to be part, 877-99 on Fox. Again, that is the number. Right now, we uh, we go to a man. When I hear this man, I want to use an adult wipe. Angry Bill is somewhere in Florida. He got smoked in a game show yesterday. What's going on, Angry Bill? How's my best bud doing? What about a nine-year-old girl? Didn't find the button. That's okay. What about a nine-year-old hey, girl? Hey, terrific, Roberto. Terrific. Ben, I want to thank you for... Uh... <laughs> That's not funny. Is he... oh, I thought it was very funny. funny. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great. Ben, I want to thank you for teaching me uh, at 64 years old how to the process of wiping my butt. I, I really... Yeah. I wrote it all down. I got it into my little dictionary, yeah. and I'm going to follow that procedure. Well, considering the fact that you... Angry, but your calls smell like feces. I figured you needed the help. Ben, your cavern, your cavern is so long, those kids from Thailand can't even swim out of it. Okay? All I got to do is set up a Chinese buffet, and those kids will be out of there in two minutes. Oh, no. No. Yeah. Pressed on from that. Uh, we are good. And uh, my instincts were correct on that. My instincts were accurate on that. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox, and that'll open up another line, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369, and you can be part of it. We will be talking about monkeys. We'll go to the zoo. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. We do things a little differently than those dime a dozen sports shows, but we can't do it alone. We need your help in spreading the gospel about our unique brand of talk radio. Use your voice on social media to show public support for the Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Later this hour, you're going to have Sight the Bite, the great sports radio mystery. We'll get to that coming up here in a little bit. The Maller Militia, very active. On Twitter, a lot of uh, very positive reviews here to our conversation about Archie Bradley. 
Uh, Bill says, Ben, do these adult wipes get to the whole problem? He wants he wants to know. Yes. Well, they, well you know, doing radio, you're very prone to hemorrhoids uh, from all the sitting, so it does uh, absolutely help with that. No question about it. Let's go to Paul in Tampa, who's next. Hello, Paul. Hey, Ben. I love Paul. I got yes. quick three things there. Uh, I started once messing around with my kids. You ever done that one? Uh, well, no, I haven't. Uh, that's that's something that hasn't happened since I was much younger. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I have had I have had those moments, but not not recently. No. Well, another thing that that Kristen Houston, I think he should pony up and get that pizza for that little weasel rocket that uh, dropped the ball on that. That's a, that's a good point. You know, Chris is a he's a baller man. He's a he's a Renaissance man there in Houston. He can afford it. You're right. Yeah. All right. And uh, another thing, I'm a fairly new caller. I've called a couple times, but weeks. Oh, your phone's dying too. This is terrible. Field trivia. Oh, right, hold on a second, Paul. Oh, go ahead. Yes, Paul. Yes, go ahead. I, you were cutting out. Go ahead. Oh, is that it? Is he done? Damn it. We'll never know now what he was going to say. And I, he was on hold for like three hours. Let's give him a golden ticket. You get a golden ticket. You get a golden ticket. I got a golden ticket. I got a golden ticket. Make sure write down Paul in Tampa. He'll make we'll get him one there. Uh, who else do we have? Let's go to let's see here. Does Jason in Ottawa want to get on the radio? Hello, Jason. Hey, man, what's going on, man? You fine Canadian lad, Jason. Yes, absolutely. I hope you're having a great morning. Uh, I was just hanging on to play uh, Save the Bite, but that's okay. Uh, All right, well, I'll put well, you back on hold then, John. Let's go to Mustard Man in Portland. Hello, Mustard Man. Man, how you doing? If I was any better, I'd be a blazer, but not a trailblazer because I don't know what the heck's going on there. Oh, my God. It's been 40 years since we won it all. I'm a native, and, and I'm wondering, you know those wipes? I think those would be good for Neil O'Shea, the general manager, because <laughs> yeah. he's been making really crappy decisions all summer. Yeah, he's uh, not the most popular guy in the Portland area. But fortunately, no matter how bad the Blazers get, at least you have one of the great play-by-play voices in the NBA. Oh. Boom shakalaka, Brian Wheeler. You got him. Yeah, Wheels. Wheels is awesome. He's a great dude. I met Brian a couple times. He's just an awesome person. He is. I, you're right. Great yeah. voice. He's a friend of the show. We love Brian Wheeler. I've been on, I used to do a afternoon show in Portland. I went on there several times. But what's on your mind here, Mustard Man? You, you want to you want to rant and complain about how bad the Blazers are? Well, yeah, I'm really worried, Ben. I mean, you know, it really bugs me. I mean, I know the boogie went down there down south because he wants a championship, right? So he signed for a lot less dough than he should have got. But you know what? The Blazers had that much money to spend. We had the middle of exception. I mean, we lost Ed Davis, which Portland is not happy about. Damian's not happy about that. Him and Damian are buddies, you know. And and Damian is like our own LeBron, but except Damian is full of class. Yeah. But well, here's what you need to know, all right, Mustard Man. You know, you've got there's a lot of wealth over at Nike. What you've got to do is to find a way that Nike can can somehow brainwash some of these guys to go and, and, and play in Portland. Uh, and, and the funny thing, I know being around the NBA a little bit over the years, guys love going to Portland who are Nike guys because they get to go to the Nike campus and, and they can, it's basically shopping without spending any money. They love it. They, get to, they go and pick out all the shoes and all the clothes they want and all that. you got to 
find a way, Mustard Man, because you're an original Portland guy, to convince Nike to force some of these guys to at least play for a couple years in Portland. Well, we also got an Adidas campus here. There you go. All right, do Adidas. There you go. Pick any shoe company. Go ahead. Go with Adidas if you want. I don't uh, care. Uh, pick uh. pick one of the shoe companies and get them to do business. How you know that's actually a good strategy. Go with Under Armour. There's not a lot of Under Armour guys in the NBA, but well, you you, 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 know, you could do Adidas. Got about, Adidas contract. Right. Damian's got the huge Adidas contract. Right, that's good, right? Because you're in Nike's backyard. Also, how annoying yeah. would that be to Nike if the Blazers actually these Adidas guys started going to the Blazers and then they won and they became good? How about that? Yeah, I think that would ruffle Phil Knight's feathers just a bit. There you go. See, that's the plan right there. We've solved it, Mustard Man. Me and you, in a three-minute phone conversation, have fixed the Portland Trailblazers. I think that Paul needs to look at us as the next team for the general manager. We'll share the general managership. No, I, I will have a high-paid consulting job. You'll be the, the the face of the operation, okay, Mustard Man? As long Man? as they don't make you UA, though. This is Oregon, after all. Well, I understand. They, yeah. no, no one's perfect. All right, thank you, Mustard Man. All right, there he goes, the uh, the great. Now, I'm more of a honey mustard man, but he's Mustard Man. Enjoy the, the honey mustard. So if you've ever invested in anything, if you've ever invested in anything, uh, you know that it comes with risk, right? And they often have a warning that past results do not guarantee future success. There's a risk assessment, a cost-benefit analysis that goes into investments. I bring the tale of the green monkey. Eddie, are you familiar with the green monkey? I'm not familiar with the green monkey. The green monkey is said to be the most expensive horse ever purchased at auction. Uh, it, it cost $16 million. Most money ever paid for a thoroughbred horse at auction. The horse's name is green monkey. Yeah. Okay. The horse's name green monkey. $16 million at auction. Uh, I bring this up because uh, the horse, uh, unfortunately, had to be put down. Uh, The news came out this week. The horse was put down. The horse, now this goes back a number of years. The horse was purchased, I believe, uh, about 12 years ago for $16 million. The horse ended up running three races with a third-place finish as its highest finish. Its career earnings, the Green Monkey, earned $10,440 dollars for its investors who collectively put up 16 million dollars this is like one of those blind scott investments where blind scott gives out a stock tip you talk about hemorrhaging cash uh wow 16 horrible, horrible and really bad <laughs> really bad <laughs> it was really bad that's the perfect that's the perfect sound bite there uh, you imagine so this. It, so the Green Monkey was like the Greg Oden of uh, yeah of horse racing, a very lackadaisical, uh, uninterested, uh, just kind of you know, didn't you know, didn't want to win. No, not a not a very stately horse. Uh, the Green Monkey. Well, I I hope the Green Monkey. You think they turn that into some very expensive glue, or what? What do they What do they do with that? Try to do what you can to get your money and your investment back. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, they could package that Green Monkey glue. Yeah, it's worked. You know, worked for other people. That whole monkey thing. All right, it is the the Ben Maller show on Fox. We will press on here. We will have sight the bite, the great sports radio mystery. We'll get to that. And if you would like to play sight the bite, call right now eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. 
Will someone win a golden ticket? We'll get to that. But first, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, we bring in Eddie Garcia, who's going to update you with the latest. Eddie? Well, Ben, we'll start in Major League Baseball, where the Red Sox made it seven straight wins, shutting out the Rangers 5-0. J.D. Martinez added to his Major League home run league-leading total with his 28th uh, big fly of the year. He also leads the Major League Baseball in RBI. He now has 77. And Boston has a two-and-a-half game lead on New York atop the AL East with the Yankees splitting a doubleheader in Baltimore against the Orioles. They lost the first game 5-4, won the second game 10-2. Also a doubleheader in New York with between the Mets and Phillies. Mets win game one, four, three, and ten innings. Phillies bounce back for a three-one win in game number two behind starting pitcher and all-star Aaron Nola, who gets his nationally league twelfth victory of the season. And Philadelphia is still is tied with Idle Atlanta for the top spot in the NL East. Eleven innings for the Giants to beat the Cubs two to one. Ten innings for the Marlins to knock off the Brewers four three. So losses for both the Cubs and Brewers means that Milwaukee still has a game and athlete on Chicago for the top spot in the NL Central. Dodgers down the Padres eight to two. L.A. moves a game and half back of Idle, Arizona in the race for the NL West lead. NBA news, the L.A. Clippers signed forward Luke Mbamute to a one-year deal worth Big $4.3 move, million. I think the commissioner might block that, actually. I that don't was think such so. a plus move for the no, Clippers. not that big. Uh, soccer semifinal action. The World Cup gets uh, underway at 2 p.m. Eastern time today. It's on Fox as France will take on Belgium. This report is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping, yes. So, Eddie, do you think our podcast numbers are going to go up now because we were covered up for part of the show by, oh, the, by the soccer? I have no doubt. So, good. No doubt, okay. Yeah. So, download the podcast more, please. Yeah. Go ahead. Absolutely. Uh, this is uh, this report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Now, Ben, you did a Maller monologue yesterday on Tampa Bay Rays pitcher Blake Snell, who was snubbed. For the American League All-Star yeah. roster, despite very proud of that. I'd give, it, I'd give it six stars. Yeah, he's yeah. got a league-leading ERA of 2.09. He's 12-4 and four on the season, 132 strikeouts. And, of course, uh, his teammate, Chris Archer, stuck up for him on social media. Well, he got a response from Justin Verlander, the star pitcher for the Houston Astros, trying to shed some light on what could be the problem as far as the players voting for their fellow All-Stars, uh, Verlander said that the, uh, the the process is antiquated, it's way too early, and you have to mail in a, a vote in an envelope weeks before the actual All-Star game. And he wondered on Twitter why they just can't use technology and you know use an iPad and cast their votes just a couple of days well, before I'll the, uh, that. the Russian collusion. The Russians <laughs> right. would interfere with the really? All-Star they vote. They care That's about why. the All-Star yes. game, huh? I did not know that. Putin's a big baseball fan. Yeah. Absolutely. They can't do it that way. Well, there's your answer. Let me tell you something. I have a a vote. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Tell me something. I vote for the most coveted award in all of sport, the John R. Wooden Award, the top college basketball player. I've never heard you mention that It is the most important thing I do. It is valued. Everyone wishes they had a vote for the John R. Wooden Award. And for years, I had to send a paper ballot in. And within the last eh, five to eight years, they added digital. So now I just vote online. So if they why could, can't they do this for the All Star? Well, of course they could do it. Well, they should do they. it. All right. Coming in from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, uh, speaking of Blake Snell, because I, I I saw the the numbers, and you cannot get more people to listen to the show unless you talk Rays baseball. Uh, it's a huge ratings win for us to do Rays baseball. So I bring this up because I mentioned yesterday at some point 
Blake Snell is going to be traded. At some point, he is no longer going to be a Tampa Bay Ray. That is inevitable. Uh, but a story that uh, my my good friend Peter Gamens, uh, he uh, he ran with this. He quoted an unnamed NL executive who was asked whether or not Blake Snell will be traded by Tampa Bay this year. He said that was, quote, fictional garbage is what he said. He claimed that they called Tampa Bay and that Blake Snell is not going to be traded. Uh, but I maintain my position. I'm very stubborn. I'm a Taurus. I maintain my position that, indeed, Blake Snell at some point is going to be traded. That's how he is going to end up uh, playing for another team. He's not going to play it out in Tampa and be a free agent and go somewhere else. He's 25 years old. He's left-handed, and he's got a very good earn-run average in the American League East. He is destined to play for the Yankees or the Red Sox or one of the high-profile teams in baseball. And at some point, Tampa's going to do a cost-benefit analysis, and they're going to hope to get more out of this particular baseball player, Blake Snell, than the investors of the Green Monkey got for that horse that they spent $16 million on and won $10,000 in prize money. But he will be traded at some point. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox, as we said, and uh, we are cruising along here. Now, should we, we? We're at that tough point where we have to make a decision because we could, at this point, play the game, but then we would be in a very awkward position because we would completely mess up the clock, and then my friend Roberto would be, oh, my God, what are we going to do here? We've screwed up the clock. Uh, so instead, we're going to do the adult thing because I am – uh, by the clock, for the clock, all about the clock. I am on time Maller. Sometimes I'm even premature Maller, which doesn't sound good. But I will occasionally. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. We're going to get to sight to bite. I mean, it- Coop, did you mark that? <laughs> get on your feet and mark that tape. All right. You know what I meant, though. All right. We'll get to sight to bite. It was a you know, foot and mouth thing. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Did that really just happen? The Ben Maller Show has some quirks and oddities that need to be heard twice to be believed, and now you can. Thanks to the Ben Maller Show podcast, available wherever you download fine podcasts, including iHeart and iTunes. We need your help. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star review. It drives the corporate guys crazy. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Well, we do not do shout-outs on the Ben Maller Show, so we will not wish well to longtime member of the Maller Militia, Pam, who's uh, listening in a hospital. We will not wish her well because we cannot do that. So, Pam, I hope you understand we're not a morning show. We don't do shout-outs. So uh, we'd love to, to wish you a smooth recovery. We want you to get out of the hospital, but we can't do it. It's against the rules of the show, so I will not say that on the air. We cannot tell you to get out of there and to feel better. But we can tell you it's time to, uh, yeah, it's time for this. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's time now to... Sight the Bite, where we play random generic sound bites. You know, inane sports and entertainment cliches spoken by so-called experts. And you try to tell us who's doing the talking. All right, let's do it. It's Sight the Bite, the great sports radio mystery. It's an audio mystery. You are the detective. I have deputized you through the powers given to me by Inspector Gadget as a child. And you have the ability now to determine who this mystery person is. Let's play the audio bite here. I am proud. Ooh. 
I'm proud. All right. Who is it? Roberto's got that there. I'm proud. We don't get this right. We'll bring in the Scooby-Doo gang to answer it. But who is it? That mystery voice. One more time. I'm proud. This soundbite is from someone of prominence in sports. It's from the last 7, 10, 14 days or so. So who is it? If you know the answer, you can win a golden ticket. Now, the way the bit works, only eight people, only eight people get to the play. That's it. Only eight people get to play. That's all. And if nobody gets it right, then nobody wins. Will anyone get it right? I will go first. And I was mildly annoyed for about five minutes from that guy, Eric. They called up from from Maine. Total douche. Typical Eddie Garcia fanboy. Just a loser. Uh, but I got over that in about five minutes. So I'm going to go with caller five. Eddie. Well, Ben, uh, you like to cheat on all the games. Uh, and uh, since uh, you are going to no, try and rig no. it somehow to be caller five, I will go with caller five as well. No rigging going on. And what about you, Roberto? Is it LeBron James? <laughs> LeBron James. All right, Koopa Loop. What do you have, Coop? I'll go with caller number five. Caller number five. All right. Play it again. I forgot the sound. I play it one more time. Go ahead. I am proud. So am I. All right. Here we go. Let's do it. We will go with caller number one. And who is batting leadoff here? <laughs> that would be Mr. Moose. He loves this game. Hello, Mr. Moose. Woo! Good morning, Ben. Hey, fast recovery for Pam. Yeah. Well, we can't do that because that's a shout-out. But you know, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my bad. Yeah. Hey, listen, Ben, I believe it's none other than Boston Celtic legend JoJo White. Is that the great JoJo White? No. No! Blow me up, Rocky Roberto! Yeah, you know, Roberto, if, you, if this is your regular gig, I know I haven't officially made any announcement or anything like that, but we, we all have to get you some nicknames. So, Rocky Roberto, Quick <laughs> Finger Roberto, you know, any of those uh, nicknames will work. It is not JoJo White. We are playing Sight the Bite, the audio version of Who Said It or, yeah, Who Said It. I am um, proud. Yeah, Barbecue Len. We know he has no chance of winning. Barbecue Len. That is the kid color Antonio. Yes. What a win. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, go away. Go burn some meat or something like that. It's not Antonio. It's not JoJo White. Time for our first clue. This particular person led the NFL in passing yards for four consecutive years. I am proud. Led the NFL in passing yards. For four consecutive years, it is Sight the Bite, the audio version of Who Said It. Will anyone get this right? Let's go to caller number three, Chris in Kentucky. Hello, Chris. How's it going, man? It's Drew Brees. Is that Drew Brees for the win? Thank you, though. Hang up on yourself. Do the right. That's right. Hang up on yourself. Uh, it is not Drew Brees. It is not Antonio or JoJo White. It's uh, someone, the sound bites from the last seven to ten days. Angry Bill. Angry Bill called back. Angry Bill, your caller number four. 
Oh, he just got run over by a bus. Look at that. He just got run over by a bus. I'm waiting for a bus to go to, go to the gym. You're going it's to the none, gym. It's none other than the great four-legged fella. <laughs> Jackass. I hope that bus never shows up. That's what I mean. It is not, fella. It is time now for another clue. Shocking. This particular person was the first NFL player to surpass 4,000 passing yards in a season. Led the NFL in passing yards for four consecutive years. Here it is again. I am proud. Who is it? I am proud. Time now for caller number five. Caller number five. This is the person that's going to get it right. This is the one that's going to win it. We go to Justin in Cincinnati. Justin, you are caller number five. This is crazy because I actually saw the live interview last night. He was live. Is it Anthony Bourdain? Wow. Uh, Steve-O in Utah. Steve-O, hello. Caller hey. six. Hello, Steve. Hey, what's up, big fan? Is that Philip Rivers? Philip Rivers. Is it Philip Rivers? Uh, no. But thank you, Steve for playing in Utah. Time for another clue. This particular person finished second in MVP voting to the only kicker ever to win the award. Was the first NFL player to surpass 4,000 passing yards in a season. Led the NFL in passing yards for four consecutive years. I am proud. Very, very proud. Does anyone know the answer? Caller number seven, Deb in Bismarck here for the win. Hello, Deb. I'm going to guess Brett Favre. Deb is going with Brett Favre. Is it Brett Favre for the win? No! But thank you for playing. All right. Thank you, Deb. There you go. Only one guess left. It's amazing how the time works out. And we have one clue left. So, again, the, the way this works, I'll give you all the clues right now, and then the last caller, the last one will have a chance here. Led the NFL in passing yards four consecutive years, was the first NFL player to surpass 4,000 passing yards in a season, finished second in MVP voting to the only kicker ever to win the award, and the final clue currently works as a football commentator for CBS. I am proud. Eek got it right. Manic Mike got it right. But, let's see. Now I got a couple options. I can pick four or five here. Eddie, should I pick four or five? Well, I guess caller five. Caller five. All right. Uh, Dan... In the Valley of the Sun, there's a golden ticket with your name on it. Dan, you're the last hope. You're caller eight. Who? That's got to be former NFL great Dandy Don Meredith. Wow. No, that's wrong. That's terrible. You have got to be kidding me. No, nobody got you. You lose. You get nothing. The correct answer, former Charger. He's known for the beard. Dan Fouts. Play it again. This is Dan Fouts. Here it is. I am proud. Yeah. He's proud that nobody knows who Dan Fouts is anymore. I am proud. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.